Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk the Walk here on Boss Rush Podcast. I'm your current host at the moment, Mr. Eddie B, the Insider and Enlightened One. Joining me is the Celestial Brush herself, Mr. Celeste Roberts. Ooh, I wish I could paint. Mm. Ah, yes. And, of course, the Retrovaniac himself, Mr. Billy Holiday. Hello, thank you once again for having me for having me around. I can't believe it. I couldn't believe you guys had me back once, twice. Now I'm back yeah. again. What? Isn't there a song that goes along those lines? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not three times the lady, so no, I'm not. I'm not. So, well, everybody, yes, we are back. I know we have been gone for a bit, but there's a lot of stuff that we had to walk through. <laughs> Trust yes. Me. Yes. Uh, yes. To, yes. To get to this point. So, but if you guys will see that we are talking about everybody's going to the rapture. Um, this game is, uh, man, it, it, we're going to really get into this game. Um, it was developed by the Chinese Room, uh, published by the P. Now, this is the PS4 version. Uh, it was published by Sony Computer Entertainment. And it was available on Sony's PlayStation in August of 2015 uh, and Microsoft Windows on April 16. But I think it's available in a lot of places right now. This is one of uh, Venture Walking Game in a single player. But Celeste is going to be taking over on this portion to discuss this game. So Celeste, I place it in your hands. That's a lot of pressure there, Ed. Mm. Oh my mm. goodness. Well, you guys might be aware that the Chinese Room are also known for their games Dear Esther. Yes. Yeah. Which Cors is, that's that's the OG right there that a lot of people consider. Yeah, Corsacovia and their mods for Half-Life 2. Mm -hmm. mm. So this game, I, I first saw it in 2016. My boyfriend was just playing through it, and I thought it was the prettiest game I oh, have ever yeah. seen in my mm -hmm. life. Yeah, and it, it, it's amazing because it's it's not even like it's it's a recent recent game. Um, I, it's it's about four or five years, five I think five or six on years on it now, um, and on the PS4, and it is still odd. Uh, to this day, even in the day and age now, the, the PS5, uh, it's still the nicest looking game. I think I personally have, have sat down and played. I, it's amazing that they were able to pull this off. Um, and, and I played it on the PC this past time. Mm. And I played that thing, uh, you know, pretty optimized on there. Ah, and it's wonderful. And we'll talk about it. A lot of it lends itself to the the setting of the game, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more about as we go along. Yeah, I played it on PlayStation 4. And I don't know, it, it's very weird because now, now knowing that they did uh, Dear Esther and then going mm -hmm. from to this game, it's just like, okay, I can see the graphical uh the graphical look and everything. Mm -hmm. I think Dear Esther looks better than this game. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. and, and I think it's be, I think it's because of dear of dear Esther being all in one area. It's just mm. different parts of it and the, and mm. everything put together. I'm like, oh, this is very visual and very appealing. Mm. I think because everybody's going to the rapture is so open. Mm. It looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like I I know this is an indie game, but I'm just like, mm. it looked like you guys didn't have the time to put more detail in some mm. stuff. It's a great mm. game though, but I think it's just like it's so open that. They're mm -hmm. 
they made they went to be more ambitious and it just didn't work out graphically mm. for me. Mm. Um, but it's still a great game. Still, mm. well, well, I appreciate all the viewpoints because I I really appreciate that ad because I hadn't thought of it that way. So mm. Oh, maybe Dear Esther is in the future. Mm. Oh, gee. Mm. So I think just to inform listeners, everybody's gone to the rapture. A lot of people probably already know this, but the rapture, according to some sects of Christianity, is considered the second coming of Christ and believers will be transported to heaven. Mm-hmm. But rapture also means expressions of intense pleasure or enthusiasm about something. Mm-hmm. And I think the second possible meaning reflects the game more mm. than the religious aspect. Yeah. What do you guys yeah, well, think? I think so. Um, simply in that, um, as as we go along, you kind of learn the 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 source of what is causing everything, and it, it's not a it's not a religious um, means of of any sort, really. Even though it does, the game does dabble. Um, in that topic, with with uh, the first character you you uh, you experience um, mm-hmm. has a, a pretty pretty moving little story uh, with some heavy kind of religious tones to it. Um, but no, I, I think in this instance, uh, this is one of those where um, it it's it saves it until a little bit later on, where you find out a, a lot more about what exactly is happening. And I think there there are some kind of lines of dialogue at the the very end of the game, which we'll get to that that kind of cement uh, which which you know version of of rapture definition wise we're we're dealing with here. Yeah, I think with rapture, I agree with you, so that's and Billy that I think it's the second one. I, mm-hmm. Rapture has a visibility in this one. and mm-hmm. in the religion, rapture is you that person is supposedly the idea is is that that person is there and if he's a christian and and belief in and all Mm. of that stuff that they just gone they just end up vanishing Mm. nothing comes and grabs them nothing comes Mm. and leaves a journal or a mark or something unless that person Mm. wrote it other than that you know there's a there's a thing that happens like a Christian would hear, supposedly hear horns, and when they hear horns, the rapture is happening. And on this one, you're not hearing anything. You're just in this uh, town, and you know you uh, you and your wife, who are scientists, you know, are trying to figure out what's going on and stuff. And you hear this dialogue through these radios. Mm-hmm. So, I, I like the fact that there's another definition to rapture, uh, and it's so fitting for this game. Yeah, because when I first saw this title, I thought, am I about to play like a Bible adventure game? <laughs> what, what is going on? Well, I think it's it's the title, it's the artwork that you look at it where it's the mm. the mm. wife, I think the male and the female, I think they're holding hands uh, in front of that son. It gives you an idea of like, oh, okay, this is playing a double meaning where rapture mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. they're going up to be raptured by God, but mm. With the second thing, no, these two people are really in love, and this rapture mm-hmm. of them is what the symbolism is, is what mm-hmm. this game is about, is what mm-hmm. is defining that title. Yeah. yeah, like to be enraptured. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this game is set in 1984 in a village called Yachtin. How do they pronounce Is it Yachtin? Yachtin? 
Oh boy, I, I think you got. I think you got it. I think. Okay. I Maybe. apologize, to any British listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shropshire, so it's in Yachton. Yachton mm. in, in Shropshire, England, and the title is what captured my interest initially. Mm. Kind of like with what remains of Edith Finch. Those are such compelling mm. titles. I, like, I want to know mm. more. What is happening? So this game, it I would say it's it's linear, but it's not. It, it's not linear enough to where you will have your hand held. You can mm -hmm. absolutely miss a lot of things in this game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no, there's no uh, hand holding. In fact, at times I've been more lost in this game than I have any, uh, any. I think walking sim we've played so far. And you mentioned the town, and I, I think I should say of uh, of the games we've played so far. It, I think if I could be picked up and, and transported anywhere. <laughs> To live, uh, man, drop me in this town. This is a nice, like, little quaint town, uh, although under different circumstances. <laughs> I, I would prefer, I would prefer it to be populated. Um, I just love this environment, um, and, and we, you get to explore it. It's like you said, it's it's linear in that you have to hit certain beats to progress things along. But it also, it really encourages exploration at the same time. Like you have, uh, and, and I guess we'll talk about the mechanic as we go along, you have something to follow to bring along the, the main arc of the story. I guess you could divide it into chapters, like we will probably do, and each chapter is a different character. Um, but you can also explore and run into little optional bits of dialogue and ed and i were talking before the beginning how it can be a little frustrating because you can miss things that are uh kind of major and mm -hmm. uh what will put you out of the loop of things you hear about um later on so so i almost mm, i love the fact that it, it is open to explore um but definitely i i, I I wish that wasn't the case, though. I, I wish it wasn't so dependent on you exploring every single nook and cranny to get every little bit of dialogue. I, I just hate the fact there's stuff you can miss. And I've played it a few times now, and I'm still apparently missing some things. And it, it, I was telling him it's killing me because I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's going to be something that's really going to change something for me or not. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a unique approach to it, that, that these games are usually super linear or just super wide open. But this is a nice little combination of the two. Yeah, it's it's getting that, uh, some people call it side story, but no, it's yeah. really character development yeah. and finding out what is going on with the, the people in this town when you mm -hmm. go and explore. Sometimes you're going to house and you will see the some light there. You go in and you find out and it's just like, this is what people were doing on the day mm -hmm. of Rapture. This is mm -hmm. the... Uh, you know, this is what they were talking about, who they're gossiping, who, mm -hmm. like, what's the drama going on? Like, you found, and you went out and you found these things and learned. And, yeah, you're going to have to play this game maybe a multiple times to find yeah. out what you missed because there are some story details to get everything you got to explore the next crannies of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you guys that I would live here. If, again, oh, I would like oh. to not be the only person living there, but man, yeah. at the end of a long day, just walk on over to that mm -hmm. pub. Yes. You know what? I wouldn't want to be here. There's another game that we're going to be doing in the future that I care to be for. 
I think I know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. And I can't wait to play it because it'll be my first time. But actually, no, it's not that one. It's the other one. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I think we've piqued their curiosity enough. (laughs) (laughs) So the game starts with a one Dr. Catherine, or she goes by Kate Collins, and she's saying she's the only one left. Very ominous. And this beautiful yet melancholic music is playing. Mm-hmm. The music in this game. Oh, oh. They, oh. They did this game justice with, with this music. And, yeah. and it's more of the music when it, I think for me, definitely it's when it gets to the ending of people's stories, that music hits so hard. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's mm. it's moving. It's telling like it brings that conclusion to them, but it makes you feel good about it. Like something yeah. is happening, but this music is comforting. You're yes. it, 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 yeah. Of all the the panic and and all the the fighting and things you might hear, I I think when they conclude uh, someone's little arc on here, I, I, there's a sense of peace um, and and kind of a sense of all right, uh, a sense of moving on, like you move on to the next chapter because almost immediately after you get another name that pops up. So I, I did. I think the music is, is wonderful. And yes. there, there are some, it makes for some pretty moving moments on here. They did a great job with that. Um, unlike many games I've played, there are just times here where you just, you don't push anything on the controller. You just hold it there and you just take it all in uh, yes. several times in this game. It's so beautiful. The, the, mm-hmm. the atmosphere top-notch in this game. Mm -hmm. Well, we assume control of a faceless person through the first-person perspective, and in Edith Finch, which we've talked about, you can actually look down and see her feet. Yes. You can see her hands. This, you're, we, I think you can hear footsteps, though. You you hear Mm -hmm. footsteps while you're walking, Mm -hmm. and you're in this beautiful valley, and I'm someone who I like to turn around and see what's behind <laughs> me. And there are some gates. And it yeah. looks like there's this observatory, but we can't access it. And that mm. makes me mad because if I can't access something, I'm going to find a way to get there. So <laughs> I just proceed on. Well, then we hear this static from a radio and these numbers, the, this mm-hmm. constant sequence of numbers. And it sounds like Kate's voice. So you walk up to these different radios throughout the game, and I don't, I don't remember what each one says, so I don't think that's necessary for us to read verbatim what each mm-hmm. of these radios mm-hmm. says. They're strewn about the game. It sounds like Kate, and she's instructing the listener at this first one to find the answers in the light. And there's this mm-hmm. computer screen, and you will find throughout this game all of the computer screens and the televisions, too, I believe. Mm-hmm. They all show the observatory, which is called the Vallis Observatory. And phones are ringing. And if you pick up phones, you can hear people's conversations yeah. that they had before they disappeared. There's an abandoned band with a door ajar. That's very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, like, so were you guys, this is very early on, but were you kind of freaked out at this point? Were you hopeful? Were you scared? Uh, so... I, I wasn't scared because mm. I know that there is nobody on this world. Mm. Mm. And it was just like walking around and seeing when when stuff starts getting revealed in the beginning, you're just like, okay, 
they must be memories or they must be something to showcase what's going on. So I'm mm. not really scared. I want to know what happened to make this world be empty. So I really wasn't scared. It's 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 separate. It's different than summer. How summer <laughs> summer has intensity to it, even though mm-hmm. it has these walking parts. There's something you know that could really do something to you. And yeah. everybody's gone to the rapture. Nothing can't hurt you because yeah. nothing is there to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no there's no death. Uh, there's no chance for you to get a game over on here. There's nothing that's going to send you starting over. I thought it was very ominous um, opening because you hear the, you know, the the numbers going off. You hear the beeping and 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 you know it, it's reminiscent of like number stations, things you'd hear about like that that are you know, uh, and you think, well, what has wiped everything out here? Because uh, you don't have a clue. Was there was this some kind of war? Uh, and this is like a, a warning, like a broadcast warning. Um, what's happened here exactly? Um, so I thought it was a great way to kind of instantly get you hooked in there at the well, beginning. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, it's one of the odd things still. Who is running the electricity on this world? <laughs> yes, yes. It's 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 going strong. It's going everything. Everything's up and running. Because it's um, just like because I it, go ahead. Well, I I'm under the impression that this game um, is taking place immediately after because you still find you still find like lit cigarettes here and there. You find mm. you find little things like that. I'm under the impression that this is just very very um, fresh after. I guess everyone, the, the, or maybe the last person has gone, or everyone has gone, um, because yes, otherwise there's there's a lot to answer, um, you know, because that's that's a lot of unpaid electric bills right there. Uh, those would have got cut off real quick. Um, but I, I think there are just little things here and there suggest that, um, if not everybody, at least at the time this game starts, there were at least a few people that just vanished. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up the cigarettes too, because you mm-hmm. do see some smoke coming off of the cigarettes, mm-hmm. and that's the devil is in the details. Everything mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I think Ed mentioned this, but you see this orb of light eventually, and yes. you you tilt your controller. That is okay. That is my one gripe <laughs> with this game. <laughs> the tilting of the controller is not consistent. Sometimes yes. I would tilt it to the right, but that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it vibrate the, the, the PS4 controller vibrates, and as it mm-hmm. gets stronger, the, the light will expand, and that's when you see stories. Mm-hmm. But it, it can be difficult because you're, you're moving it all over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did y'all have that problem too, or is it just oh, me? No, I had that problem because <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm turning it, it's not doing it. I'm like, I, I, I'm at the right angle, come on. And it's, sometimes it just would not do it. And, yeah, I was just like, this is bad gameplay. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it's it it is. It's um and I mean there's not a lot of controls to this game. Uh it, it's just walking very slowly. We'll talk about that. I think I think when we first talked about this, I said this would be the slowest walking simulator we ever play. Yeah. Um and, and we'll talk about it. Ed and I were talking about it a little bit before. The, I I think it some of it's a little intentional just for the style of play. Um but yeah, that tilt, the tilting thing is not consistent. I, there's many times that I just, I was just, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? 
I, I've given you I've given you a tilt this way. I've given you one this way. Uh, yeah, that is that's definitely one of the little things that could have been an interesting mechanic. Um, but I, I, I really think it could have done without it altogether because <laughs> obviously it wasn't implemented well. Uh, and that's yeah. Just let me press a button and hold it down, and that reveals everything. Or uh, pre press a button, or even just you know one of the analog sticks or something like that. Uh, but no, the the tilting and the controller—it's just—it's not an accurate enough thing. No, and I didn't find it added anything to the story. No, no, it's mechanic no. just to to progress the story. Mm. But when you successfully cause the light to expand and it mm. feels like it explodes. It's suddenly nighttime and there are stars in the sky and you see these traces of light, these rays of light forming these figures and they're talking and they're enveloped in sparkles. It's it's mystical. It's beautiful. Yes. yes. And the first set of people are Kate and her husband and uh, Stephen there is arguing with a man named Graham. Graham. I'm not sure I pronounce his name, about trying to leave. It sounds like he's, Stephen is very urgent. He wants people to mm -hmm. leave this area. And it sounds like Graham is resistant. Yes. I believe. Yes. Um, the, the, the character of Stephen throughout um, is essentially in a, in a panic for the entirety of this story. Um, and, and I think it shows, too. One of the neat little things I noticed um, is when you get into the, the chapters with everybody's names, um, you, you follow those orbs around, and, and they lead you to the main bits of story surrounding those characters. And, and I kind of noticed how the orbs behaved, and it, it's kind of different for, for each character. Um, and you'll see when you get to Stephen's chapter, that orb is probably the most frantic and and you know, jumping around of all of them. Uh, he's a character that, um, from the time we are we we first hear from him or hear of him, mm. um, he he has a better idea than everyone else. Uh, him and Kate will find out we're there when all this kind of kicked off, and you know, probably both shoulder the blame for it. If you want to put it, if you want to say blame, and that'll be a discussion for later too. Um, he is he's that classic scientist like in the movies that knows what's going on um and maybe if he wasn't such a spaz trying to tell everybody about it they'd listen to him a little more serious but he's getting in he's getting in fights he's getting in shouting matches um and he he's trying to get his point across and you know he's he's just coming off crazy throughout the game it's kind of how what's going on in today where yes. you're trying to explain to people look you need to do this and do that no I, you're taking away my freedom and not yes it's, it is so weird to just yeah. make that connection but it's it's happening and and, seeing, and there's a there's a quarantine in place in this game too what better time to play this game you guys that's right <laughs> exactly. that's right and Great. and that town and yeah and they don't they don't fare too well either because unfortunately most of their population are idiots also <laughs> just like here it's until it starts affecting them then they get scared yes, yes. but yeah great great and um, great comparisons both of you mm -hmm. because we this is where we kind of it's a little eerie how similar some mm -hmm. some of the symptoms not all the symptoms mm -hmm. are to what's going on today 
So we, we walk a little bit and we follow the orb. And like Billy said, we see the names of people and mm -hmm. that indicates that person's chapter. And we, throughout the game, you'll see interactions pop up that aren't mm -hmm. as dramatic as tilting your controller. Yeah, you, just, yeah. uh, you just walk up to it. And we learn about a, a Mr. Doctor, a Dr. Wade and Barbara, mm -hmm. and they're discussing quarantine and there are soldiers. And Dr. Wade talks about these sudden headaches he's having. Mm -hmm. It's a little scary, a little <laughs> scary. Then we've learned that Stephen wants to order a strike of the valley. Yeah. And he keeps saying, we put it in the phones because again, you can, you'll, you'll, you'll hear these phones ringing at people's mm -hmm. houses and in phone booths. And you, I highly recommend you pick them up. You will yes. gain great insight and a strike on the Valley. That means he wants to bomb the Valley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At, at this point, one of the first things we learn, and it's, it's early, uh, is that he wants to um, drop a, a nerve gas uh, on the Valley um, because uh, I, I, at this point, what's going on? People are getting headaches. They're they're getting nosebleeds, and they're vanishing. Um, and he early on is is believing it's it's person to person. So everyone is everyone's locked up at home. Um, and but he determines that you know probably the best way to go about it, uh, in in a you know self himself included, um, is to you know drop this gas on the valley and, and wipe everybody out, which is is pretty extreme um but uh, we'll find out as we we go along that there comes a time where even he realizes that, that is is not going to be um is not going to be enough but that that's where we're at early on with with steven which which is pretty uh this game kind of it doesn't really ease in it doesn't you don't get your feet wet you you hear gloom and doom um pretty early on which i thought added a good sense of uh Good sense of tension to it, and it added another layer. Is, is that why everyone's dead? Uh, was it just the, was it the gas? And he was, and early on, I think the first time I played this, I thought this was going to be a situation where this valley, uh, this entire town, maybe got cleared out, um, everyone was killed, and you know, maybe based on false information, uh, maybe you know, this guy called in this nerve gas strike and oh, it wasn't that bad after all. I didn't know what kind of twist or, t or turn it might take mm -hmm. as we went along. Um, but uh, that was interesting because that, that does add um, a sense of tension to it. Uh, and, and, and what otherwise is a, a pretty serene game. Uh, you're walking around this beautiful environment and this music and these nature sounds, but you know something horrible. Um, has happened here and it just it encourages you to to get in there and really find out right because you really don't see any animals in this game mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um th the weird thing to me was this like with everybody who were being raptured or who were going to the next destination mm -hmm. it seems that the orb was taking everything even their clothes like mm -hmm. everything they yeah. had on so mm -hmm. when you yeah. walked around the town and you seen people who are at their final, you know, final destination, you don't see like them being out of their clothes. The orb just took everything. Yes. Everything yeah, physical you, of them. Yeah. And the only, the, mm -hmm. Oh, and then the orb got smart because they yes. tried to contain it. Yes. And it was just like in the phone lines. Like, yes. It's in the phones. Exactly. And it adapted to be like, you know, I still got to do what I need to do. But we don't, mm -hmm. we didn't know that like later on in the game. And yeah. stuff. 
the only the only sign you see of people are just like little things like the the lit cigarette you'll see um we talked about earlier one of the things was nosebleeds you'll see like a, a couch with with bloody tissue on it and things like that and a whole lot of dead birds um because apparently one it, it is rumored that the one of the early ways that it went from person to person was was through birds um which was interesting uh, which it doesn't take um so obviously it is only um in the habit of taking human beings apparently um so yeah you get a you get a lot of dead birds laying around you uh and just little signs like signs of uh humanity as you go along which i thought was was more effective than finding mm -hmm. dead bodies or or things like that just it, it, it adds a lot more to the mystery well steven said that the orb needed humans to like feed to mm. like you know mm. and so it would look for anything that's living or it must be mm. human stuff and just like i guess the birds were different for some mm. other reason mm. but i'm under the impression it also assumed cats and dogs because there is a part in the game where you see mm. a couple looking for their mm. dog yes and they're chasing their dog and we never see the body of the dog or we don't we see no cats we see mm. no mice <laughs> mm. Mm. I, I it's weird but we it is weird we learned some trouble in paradise is happening between steven and kate so she yes we i don't know if it's right away you guys picked up on this but she's she's apparently black and steven yes. Is, yes. is white he's and, and and um well i, I guess this is steven's home yes. uh, and he went yes. over to the states he met kate they got married and she came back and yeah um and, and i did want to touch on that she's not very welcomed in that town mm -mm. and yeah. it said it's because she's american but i mm, i don't know I, I don't know if it's just because she's American or if she is in what I'm assuming is a, a probably an all white town. Well, it's the you don't recognize the racism in the, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I mm -hmm. think you because the thing about it is it's just like when you hear Kate, and then maybe me, she has a British tongue to mm -hmm. her. Like, I think yeah, I think I think yeah. yeah, she's for some reason she it felt like she still had a British tone. So when it, it I guess with her being around Steven and picking up his accent and everything, mm -hmm. when they went to the UK from the from the US to research this and find out what's going on, I think mm -hmm. she picked up on his accent and just was in the town and that was it. Um and we we'll find out later that is really kind of something else with Kate mm -hmm. uh, than what we expect it to be. You know? mm -hmm. So I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's racism in mm -hmm. a sense. I think it's literally that other thing that plays a part. Mm. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, uh, Barbara Barbara Stevens' mother. Yes. Yes, um, I'm making no, um, I'm Wendy, so um, Wendy, Wendy, I'm so sorry. Yes. Barbara, Barbara's just the town busybody. Mm -hmm. And she makes a comment about lady scientist, what's next? And that's <laughs> okay. So this town is full of some people who have some very old school views yes. on yes. people's roles based on their gender. Mm. <laughs> and we, then we're introduced to the titular character, Father Jeremy Wheeler, 
And he's very kind to Kate. He's yes. very kind yes. to everybody. Yeah, you can tell this man cares for his flock, yes. whether you go to his church or not. He yeah, cares. And, and you find out just how much um, he he has gone to um, some extremes here to to help out um, a particular member, which I, I thought was an interesting um, plot point. And you you hear more about it and kind of how it affects different characters um as you go along and, and they don't really waste a lot of time getting into that but i think it's something that kind of is is weighing on him when we first interact with him like the majority of his time yes he, he is very kind and with all this going on the majority of the time you follow him around it's just him going to check on people he's going to see um if if he can can help out um anybody in any way he doesn't really seem to have a lot of worry for his own um well-being um he we do see he does have a little altercation with steven over the, the you know the, the quarantine of people the way steven's handling things but like i said at the same time steven's not presenting his side of the argument yeah. um that well um but you do find out that that one of the things that he did um and it's caused a lot of trouble we see more with with wendy later on um, they are at odds with each other a good deal over a, a character called Mary, um, who was was sick. I don't I don't know if they said what Mary was dying from. Uh, she had a terminal illness, uh, very unpleasant unpleasant at that. Um, and she's the the wife of Frank, who we find out more about. Yeah. And one thing you you find out about Jeremy pretty early on is that he actually um, upon Mary's wishes. Um, was assisted her, uh, giving her a, a lethal dose of, of morphine to, to help her peacefully pass along. And that's something that Wendy, um, and, and you have to imagine, this is a, a, a drastic step for a, for a pastor to take, um, to, to intervene with, like, you know, an assisted suicide. Um, and, and you got to think about it. This is 1984. 84 at that, yeah. So yeah. that's a big, uh, that's a big taboo then. Um, I, it still is now, but uh, it's even more unacceptable then. Um, and, and and it doesn't help that, um, you know, the husband, Frank, is very cold towards him in regards to it in the early goings. And that Wendy is, you know, it says that he's going to be judged for it. Um, but, but still, um, I, it's just an admirable character in that even with all of that, on his plate, even though whatever he's going through, he's still just more concerned in this disaster of, of going around and checking on the people of town. And I think with Father Jeremy is that, yes, he is being this leader, but he's also mm -hmm. having his doubts. He's also, yes. and I got yes. I have to give it to the voice actor. The voice oh, actor for yeah. this character yeah. made, made him so believable, made mm -hmm. him feel for like made the player feel for him because it's just like he's going around yes he's arguing yes he's trying to fix things and make things better you know when he gets to his resolution and stuff and he's crying and he's talking yeah. and like you you get the idea okay this is the religious part to it and they did it justice because yeah. when you think of the rapture if you're thinking that like i said earlier if you're thinking of the christian thing you probably are thinking of that like that being the yeah. example, but it's more, but it's more than that. And it's just like, out of everybody in this whole story, Father Jeremy was 
kind of the band-aid of holding everybody together in oh, that yeah. time. Yeah. And once that band-aid was gone, all the wounds came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he he actually tries to encourage Kate to attend church, whether she believes or not, mm-hmm. so that she can be viewed as a member of the community. And yes. she's mm-hmm. he's not someone who's going to do something she doesn't believe in mm-hmm. or agree with. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's just trying to help her out. He he does mm-hmm. care. He's a caring person. And I don't know if we established this, but okay, Wendy is Stephen's mom, and Barbara yes. is just this town busybody, and and Frank is Wendy's brother, so he's yes. Stephen's uncle. It's it's very easy because again, this this game is lin- uh, slightly linear in that you uh, how you walk and progress, mm-hmm. but the stories are intentionally scattered all about. You kind of have to put pieces together. Yeah. It's really easy to get things mixed up and be confused. It is. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, it's not like a game like Edith Finch where each story was very contained, mm. focused on one character. This one is everybody is intertwined. Um, and, you know, you might not find out everything about Frank if you don't listen to this thing with Jeremy or, you know, if, if you don't listen to this conversation he has with Wendy, you're going to miss out on this. Um, it, it, it's so intertwined. Uh, there's not a lot of room for missing things on it's, here. It's a drama. It's a yes. walking drama. And <laughs> it's because it, it's just like if you gave if you was able to get the script and give it to different people and just read it without. You know playing the game, yes. you will be you will feel stuff for these characters. You yeah. will see that the voice acting brings them out and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to like explore and see what this game has to offer because there's so much stuff to these characters that you will miss out if you don't do it, and you will mm-hmm. not understand why this person's personality and characteristics is the way that they are. Because I was telling I was telling Billy. If I had to say who the antagonist of this game was, it's Wendy. Mm-hmm. Wendy was the antagonist of this game. And you really just, she didn't gel with me at all. <laughs> I, I will get to the end uh, in mm-hmm. about her, but I really wish something that didn't happen. Uh, I, I really wanted something else to happen for her story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I highly recommend that you read every sign. There's just so many pieces of information. They're mm-hmm. not, they, they just add, they enhance the story so much. Like there are these posters saying, say no to the Vallis Observatory extension. Mm-hmm. There, some of these people are very anti-science, very anti-progress. And there are these butterfly infinity symbols everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there on some people's cars have that symbol on the grill in the front and some people uh, they have it on their buildings it looks like painting it almost looks like a mask that you have around your your eyes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i was really curious about butterflies and and their symbols and i think they they represent hope Mm -hmm. and renewal Mm -hmm. that's what I, i associate with butterflies and I don't, that pattern it was so cool. I was like, "Is there a gang taking over this small, <laughs> this small town?" And there's an incident where Stephen is in front of a store, arguing with someone, and he drops some paint. I think he's mm-hmm. what is he using the paint? It's this white paint. Is he trying to quarantine people? I forgot what the paint was for. Uh, I think so. That's um, and that's also when he uh, gets into a a, a physical 
altercation, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I, I think he was. I believe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he this paint spills onto the pavement in front of this mm. convenience store, and that butterfly symbol forms, mm. which we're assuming is the the lights pattern. Mm -hmm. That that's what it's that's what Kate calls the light stream. She calls it the pattern. Mm -hmm. And it's uh this game it's 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 almost hard to speak about the order of things because I took all of these notes. Yeah. But yeah. it's mm -hmm. like, do we just generally talk about the people? Because you might have experienced something before I did, or mm -hmm. maybe we missed something. And again, with Father Jeremy helping Mary, and you can actually go to the doctor's office. Did you guys go to the, the yes. clinic? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he believes a tumor is in the hypothalamus and is causing hemorrhaging. And we notice that whenever people are bleeding, he sees these light particles mm. in their blood clots. So were you guys under the impression this pattern that's they're talking about and that's leading us, were you under the impression it was taking over people's bodies? Um, I I don't think it was. I think it was just like leaving some kind of residue inside their bodies and getting like getting them kind of ready to take them for some mm -hmm. reason. Um, because it, I don't think besides the headaches and the and you know some of the blood thing, there wasn't no like really serious serious things. Like you didn't see no one have a heart attack or mm -hmm. convulse or anything and just like pass out. They just swiftly like disappeared. You know, yeah. so I don't think it was like, I think it's just like it passed through them um, and it started working this magic slowly, slowly mm -hmm. to maturity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think that it was something along that. I, I just thought that it was something that kind of that takes root inside of people. And I don't know. I, I guess it's it's one of the several things in there that that's kind of left to interpretation of the um, I guess up to the very end, and maybe even afterwards, is not only kind of the the motivation, but like the methods from which this this pattern is is doing what it's doing. I I think the game gives you a lot, uh, but at the same time, it does leave some things you know kind of kind of open ended. Yeah, yeah, it's it does a really good job of that, and I like that we all have kind of different ideas of what's going on. And during this chapter, this is crucial. This is crucial. Mm. <laughs> we learn that a Miss Lizzie Graves, who is married mm -hmm. to the local mechanic Robert Graves, is having an affair with Stephen. Boy, it's a regular soap opera in this little town. <laughs> like I said, a drama. But, uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's Lizzie apparently and Stephen were a thing uh, years prior. Um, you know, and then Stephen went on to the went on to the states and and married Kate and Lizzie kind of settled down and it, and it seems like it, it's kind of echoes you hear of you know people that don't really leave their hometown they just kind of they settle down they have kids they you know she doesn't seem happy uh, the husband definitely does not seem to be the friendliest friendliest fella um, yeah, but but she Lizzie for all of that is actually one of the people that is very polite to Kate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, to, to her face. I mean, she's having an affair behind her back. So how <laughs> nice is she? Um, but yeah, she is, and and you find out it 
pretty interesting things as you go along. Um, when you were playing as Lizzie um, and, and with the ball of light there, there is a, another little one that circles around with hers. Um, and, and you find out, you get hints, but then it, it is brought out that during the affair, um, she is pregnant with Stephen's child. The, the soap opera deepens. Um, and I, I thought that was interesting. Um, and, and it adds, that character gets, uh, I think that is probably one of the more interesting characters throughout the game. Um, and, and she has a pretty, pretty grisly demise, I think. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously, when you boot this game up, you know, everybody's gone. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I thought hers was especially sad because she was uh, supposed to meet Steven and escape the town. Um, but I, I think this is before, and eventually Stephen reaches a point where he learns that it's it's kind of hopeless, uh, that there is no escaping from it. So she is kind of just at that. They're going to meet at the train station and then go from there, and she's just kind of left there on her own, left there by her lonesome. And I, I thought she, she got a really sad conclusion to hers, I thought. Well, I think the thing with Lisa is that I think they all, those both, they never moved on from each other. Oh, yeah. And of, yeah. If, of course, Kate, I, if I was Kate, of course I would be pissed off because it's just like, mm -hmm. we, we are married. We had, we have a relationship, you know, mm -hmm. first of all, you never gave me kids or we never discussed kids and mm -hmm. you now took the opportunity to sleep with this woman and get her mm -hmm. pregnant and stuff. Um, and I think it's, you know, definitely with Liz, it's the unhappiness with the husband. The husband might have mm -hmm. been abusive, controlling, yes. or whatever. But, you know, they fell out of the love a long time ago. They're just sticking with each other because mm -hmm. they probably don't want to be lonely. So, yeah. you know, we're just sticking there. Uh, seeing that they were going to run away, it wouldn't solve anything. Yeah. Like, like Stephen would, like... Oh yes, you slept with Lisa. I understand mm. that. That's fine. You know that happens. You know sometimes you can't control what happens to the body, and when you're in the mood and you feeling romantic and stuff like that, and your emotions are just everywhere, it, stuff like that happens. But I'm like Stephen had to think that hey, I have, I am married, and I need mm. to tell my wife like, what you gonna do with that? Like y'all gonna take the train to leave and go where? It mm. doesn't solve anything yeah. because it's gonna be like. You you abandoned me for what reason? Just to be mm -hmm. with her to be happy? No, you're still with me. First of all, you hid the stuff from me, and I still found out, no matter what. So it's just like it, it's kind of weird, you know, to see how Lisa's ending happened. It was it was very mm -hmm. sad, but like to actually hear later on that um to just to hear that it was just like you really you really was going to do this with them and think that mm. something was going to happen i'm like he came over here for a scientific research he didn't come here for a relationship mm -hmm. it that just happened to fall in your lap mm. well there uh the next chapter is the instigator of that relationship yeah yeah wendy his yeah his mother wendy. yeah she and i think i think this is why you were so disgusted with her ed she <laughs> She liked Lizzie and Stephen together, and mm -hmm. throughout her chapter, you see her talking with Lizzie. Just Stephen's back in town. Y'all should have a little friendly drink. And she mm -hmm. says, "We're we're both married. It's 
it's not appropriate. It's not like we were just friends before. We actually have mm. a relationship. It's a little different. But we do see Stephen and Lizzie at a bar one night. And it mm -hmm. looks like they're having a friendly conversation. But we, of course, learned that it got a, got a little friendlier than just the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and Wendy is just comes across a very kind of cold um, character. Um, she You don't see her having a lot of very positive interactions with anyone. I think most of her voice, um, most of her interactions with people are usually kind of more confrontational. Um, and you, I, I, I was was talking about with, with Ed, I think the only time they try to give her anything remotely redeeming, uh, she walks into an office and there's a, a veteran that works there and he's in the middle of having uh, like a, a PTSD episode and he's kind of hunkered down, you know, under his desk and she um, kind of helps him back and, and kind of helps mm -hmm. him work through it. But she still does that in, <laughs> in a pretty forceful, you know, sort of manner. Um, she, she's, I, I don't think very capable of being that compassionate um, kind of towards anyone else, but, but Steven throughout the, throughout it. But um yeah, and, and you know, you really don't know a lot about her. I would like for a character like that to know a lot more about her background. Like, how does she get to be this kind of, uh, kind of this cold and, and this, you know, kind of disconnected from everything and kind of on this one track mind of my son needs to be with this person. And, you know, even though he seems happy with this woman, uh, she won't do it. It has to be this one. I think it was an expectation because I think what to me, in my opinion, I think Wendy wanted Lisa to give her a grandchild. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think I think she just like if they got together and they mm -hmm. made a family, I myself could, you know, have that feeling of raising a kid again. Mm -hmm. You know, there mm -hmm. was some there because I don't know because we don't really hear about I don't think her husband was with her. You know, no. he died in yeah. World War. Uh, no, so, he returned after World War Two, but he's he's passed away. Since. Yes. Uh, okay. And so that that grandchild would have felt filled the void. You know, mm -hmm. Wendy has dealt with so much and being lonely so much. She didn't go out and find herself another man. You know, yeah. she didn't be like, "I need me in my own boo." You know, yeah. she was just like, "I I've been lonely. I've been doing this." Yeah. And what my son is leaving to go uh be with some other women so now this form mm -hmm. of loneliness is you know hitting me at least she felt like Wendy party felt like if steven would have got with lisa and they got married and had a kid mm -hmm. that would have fixed her loneliness and it yeah. did so that because made her bitter and made her mm -hmm. act the way that she did now that you know stephen came back in town and you know doing all of these hits she had <clears throat> Sorry about that. She has an expectation of them being back together. So now she has another choice to fix that mm -hmm. loneliness. Mm -hmm. That's a really and interesting that, thought. It is. And, and, and I guess um, there is more. Obviously, she she doesn't seem pleased that, that Stephen kind of set out on his own life, you know, and left. And, and she seems very much content with living her entire life in this small town. Uh, and, and it goes with what Ed's saying. It kind of seems like that's what she wants also for him. 
And, you know, Lizzie is, she's also there. Uh, here's this woman from America that's, that's coming in, you know, an, an outsider coming to their town. Uh, she seems like someone that doesn't want a lot of change. She, she yeah. wants everything to stay. She wants to see the same faces when she goes out there. Um, and I think a lot of it is um, just uh, loneliness after the, the husband. The husband came back from the war, but obviously was, was not in, in a good way um, when he came back. And I don't think was alive much longer. And, and I think you do kind of see um, a, at least a, a soft side of her when you, when you get her ending, where when the, the planes are flying overhead and her, her husband was a pilot. Um, the flame, planes are flying overhead to to actually drop the nerve gas that she um, you know, kind of perceives that one of them is her her husband, you know, kind of flying, flying back home to to see her, which which was they, they uh, it, it's a semi touching moment for a character that otherwise, you know, she let down her guard right there at the end um, and showed a, a, a little bit of heart. Um, mm -hmm. and, and may and maybe gave uh, a little background and retrospect into maybe how she was. It doesn't excuse her actions by any stretch. Uh, she was definitely, um, I, I think Ed used the word an antagonist. Um, she was in a lot of ways. She she pulled a lot of strings that that put a, a lot of hard times on several characters in this game. Um, she I, like I, I said, she needed to find her man and yes, you know yes. get that body worked on and stuff oh so she could yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and who knows how this game would have turned out then? Who knows? God, um, God. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But I, I feel bad for her because she seems hopeful until the end and mm -hmm. she assumes the government's coming to Yalton to rescue them. That's, that's yes. another thing that she sees with the planes. And you guys noticed she's been gathering the dead birds mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and birds tend to symbolize freedom. You can fly, you can go wherever you want. Yes. And her, again, her husband was a pilot. Mm -hmm. I kind of wonder if she has regrets that even though she's, she's scared to venture out. She's yeah. scared to move on. And oh yeah, that's look, I would love to live in that little town, but I'd also love mm -hmm. to leave it sometimes too. Yes. She doesn't sound as progressive. She's kind of a little, I, I, I assume she and Barbara are about the same age or of the same generation. They're, they're mm -hmm. not very fond of the scientific developments that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's afraid. In fact, I, I don't know if it's Wendy or Barbara, but one of them starts saying how, all of this exploration is unnatural. We just have to trust what the creator wants. We don't mm. need to go sticking our noses and exploring because I don't know if we stated it, but Stephen and Kate are, I think they're astrophysicists mm. or yes. astronomers. And they're, they spend a lot of time in this observatory. They study the stars, they study the planets, they mm. get really in depth to it. And it freaks a lot of the people out. It kind of reminds me of Belle in Beauty and the Beast, how she, mm. her nose is always in a book. And that freaks out a lot of the town people. But it, it's it, it can be um, I, there can be a little bit of honesty in the they're poking around with these scientific things, um, causing something. Because I mean that is essentially what what occurs. It's through their um, looking further and further into they find like a pattern in the in the stars and they they amplify it and that is. That gives it the the open door to to come on in. So in a way, 
um, there there's a little bit of validity behind it. Well, it's it's mostly like Stephen and Kate are the educated people. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is in a town person are common folk. You know, yeah. they're not highly educated, but they know the streets. They know they they recognize some things because they've be in, been in a town so much. And Stephen mm-hmm. and Kate haven't really. We don't know when they when Stephen left America, uh, left yeah. the UK to be in America. But you know, who's these educated people coming to our town trying to tell us common folk what we know about and what's boy, going and, on? And haven't we seen a little bit of that lately? <laughs> right. It's so it's it's. The town is just like I think they're fear they're fearful because like you said, mm-hmm. Billy, the honesty and stuff, but they won't mm-hmm. grasp they won't grasp what Kate and Steven are trying to do in everything yes. because they're not on that level of being educated. Yeah. They need stuff to be dumbed down to them. Mm-hmm. And if it could be dumbed down to it and they could somewhat agree, then they'll understand mm-hmm. them. But they're mostly a lot of them feel like, no, you guys are wrong. I've been in this town, so I know what's going on. And so I'm right. You guys mm-hmm. just are just making guesses and stuff. You guys don't know anything. So it's yeah. that kind of uh it's kind of it's not I want to say it's kind of that war, but it's kind mm-hmm. of that battle against each other. Yeah. Can I get personal for a second? Sure. When I I taught English in Japan for six months and mm-hmm. when I returned, I learned pretty quickly there are a few people in the world who are not interested in hearing anything about another country. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there are some people who still have the World War II mindset. Yes. <laughs> when they refer yeah. to people in other countries and mm. it's it's very disheartening <laughs> mm. oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it it it's it's amazing um for as far as we we think we've we've come along uh, this was 1984 but i in the game but i there's still the same types of people with the same types of kind of limited mindsets and 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 all that today um and I, I think this this game's just kind of a cross section of people that are just simple folks that just want things to go one way. They don't care what's happening outside. Uh, they they kind of are probably more afraid, and mm-hmm. it comes out as a lashing out and uh, and kind of an anger towards anything that goes against just kind of what they know in their their day to day routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're threatened. They feel threatened. It's I think yes. it's called cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. where you are being challenged, and yeah. a lot of people don't like that. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's really sad. And mm-hmm. there are some little parts throughout Wendy's story that we learn. Okay, this is really sad. We pass this creek, and we see this truck in the water, and mm-hmm. there's this tree branch through it. That was Robert Graves in that mm-hmm. truck. Mm-hmm. We don't see his body in there. And there, there's a couple, they're named uh, Diana and Sean. Yes. And they're responsible for getting into an accident. And they're in a hurry to leave the village. And they kind of dismiss, they almost don't really value Robert at all. He sounds like he's the town drunk that nobody yeah. can stand. Yeah. So for they're, they're in a rush to get out of the village. And they're also like, oh, well, he'll be fine or he or he's dead already what's the point of checking yeah. on him and yeah that's uh but they the, the those characters you don't get a lot of sean and die but you don't get a lot of good from them when you do they have um 
prior to this escape attempt, pretty much have, have pawned their, their baby off. On, um, there's a character, Rachel. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I took it as a, a younger younger lady um, that, that works with Lizzie. Uh, and there's a whole thing with her having a relationship with a fella named Reese mm-hmm. and, and her father disapproving of it and, and more of this, this small town soap opera continuing on. Um, and she's left in charge of, of this baby. And you get the, the impression that the, the characters of Sean and Di kind of didn't, uh, not too attached to it. Um, they didn't to, want it. They no, didn't to want begin the with, they, they give it to her. Um, and, and the character Rachel, I thought, was one that doesn't get a lot of mm-hmm. time. But but mm-hmm. certainly she she definitely had a real touching, uh, a really touching little bit there. Um, as she's kind of at the end when all this panic's going on, um, she's kind of there's uh, Lizzie runs you know this kind of children's center, um, and Rachel's the one that's kind of left with this baby now, and you know she's kind of left to to keep the kids keep their minds occupied. And, yes. and they're doing that by rehearsing. You know, they were going to do a play of Peter Pan, and and she's got them rehearsing that, and uh, and she's you know just singing to this baby as you know as everybody there. Um, I, I guess I think that I think the gas got hold of them there. Yeah, it did. Um, but uh, no, I thought it was just it was her story was one of she probably not being one of the main you know named characters that that gets a chapter. Um, her story probably got the the most to it. I, I, other characters get name dropped, and we get a little bit. I like that little that little aside they spent on her. It wasn't a lot, um, but but I thought it was interesting how they they did that. They they stretched it out without having you do more chapters as you as you went through the game. Yeah, and completely Rachel, optional. You could have missed all of that. <laughs> I think yeah, Rachel is kind of. Like, yeah, she is a child, but she has mm-hmm. more adult responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Where the mm-hmm. other two, the parents, they're acting like they're acting childish and yes. selfish in a in a in a sense. So the roles kind of reverse in that. And I I think this is the emotional part of this whole game. Yeah. It's just like seeing that she's singing. And trying to keep the kids, and you know, she's trying to still be hopeful and stuff, mm-hmm. knowing that the ending is there. And to mm-hmm. see what happens and see them get like taken away and everything, it's just like out of everybody in this whole town, this is the story beat that hits you. Yeah, that you yeah. get it. That and, you, that you put I, the control. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh. and I, I think it goes to show you that there are uh, you meet a lot of people in this town that. Mm, you don't have a lot of good to say about. I I think this serves to show that there are good people, um, because because if this was happening to a town full of people you didn't like, mm-hmm. uh, the story is not going to have uh, that much you know impact to it. Uh, but to show that there are good people, and I think it, it it shows, and I, I think we see this all the time that the adults in this town, the older people in this town. They're kind of set in their ways. Um, they're they're not the nicest folks, but maybe there was kind of hope for, you know, the the younger generations coming around that they were a little kinder and they were were a little more caring and a little more open towards everyone. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, you know, it, it, they're not going to survive to to continue on on in 
this particular form on Earth. Uh, but I, I think that helped at least a little bit to kind of humanize the town a little more because up to that point, I mean, it's it's affairs and it's you know and people <laughs> fighting and, and abandoning you know, people, their babies, abandoned babies and people that, that don't like outsiders and there's all this stuff. So it was nice to have something. Um, you know, really positive, and to show that yes, there there are good people in the in the town too, uh, and it just makes it more of an impact. Because then you're thinking, all right, this is happening to these characters, I don't care much for, but for all of them, uh, how many like genuinely kind people in this town are are also being affected? And I think with the with the rapture, when mm -hmm. it comes to the relationship of everybody. Rachel is the mother mm. to all the kids in town and oh, to yeah. that little baby. And so yeah. to to see uh like when we'll when we get to the end on why what the kind of meaning of this game is, that little section fits. Yeah. About this game. Oh yeah. Yeah. It it, it plays it's and, and God you can miss it. I can't believe this game. Um but <laughs> There's so much important stuff you can miss. Um, but no, I, I, I think that is correct. I think that is uh, um, a lot of symbolism. Um, and and, and it, it does have its payoff later on. It just feels like an aside at that point in time. But but it does. It does pay off. Um, and I, I, what, who's the next? Uh, it's Frank. Frank's yes. the next one we bump yes, into. Yes, sir. But there is someone that I want. There, there's an incident I wanted to ask you guys about. And yeah? Okay. Some people. The Howard is the train operator, and if you walk along the train tracks, you see yeah. probably the the only ghastly thing in this game besides the dead birds and the mm -hmm. tissues mm -hmm. covered with blood from people's nosebleeds. Some people apparently tried crossing walking in the train tracks, and they were killed mm -hmm. by a train. Again, you don't see any bodies, but you see splatters mm -hmm. of blood. I think yeah. you see some shoes, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. Um, did we... Was that... Did that they was that as Diana and uh, Sean. Um, I think it was. I can't remember the exact dialogue, but it, I did put them down in my notes. So there's something in there that heavily alludes to after the crash, um, they you know kind of set out on foot to escape the town. I guess for some reason the the train tracks the way to go. Uh, that's that was Stephen's <laughs> plan, and um, but uh, I. I have assumed that it was them. I've written it down. I, I don't know the exact dialogue that's dropped. I don't know if it's direct or um, it's it's inferred. Um, and I don't know why the plane, uh, the train crash occurred either. Um, I, it could be the conductor just vanished. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Under the train. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I I was under a very strong impression that it was them that that got hit by the and uh, it's. You know, for, for characters that probably do the most wrong throughout the game, um, uh, they get the grisly, kind of a grisly end. Um, you know, the abandoning the child. Um, obviously, when the the using the driver, uh, even though he's he's obviously very intoxicated, I think he was driving on the wrong side of the road when the accident yes, occurred. Yes, they used that as an excuse. Yeah. Uh, he was already on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> and just abandoning him. Um, I, it may be uh, just, you know, kind of a little bit of justice throughout the game that they get kind of one of the more, one of the more grisly um, 
sort of ends. But I, I guess you get taken up no matter what, though, uh, not just people that are um, living right there at the time. Uh, I, I, and that's not I don't know. That's never really talked about because you have people that do die by other means. Like they obviously were killed by this train, but the bodies are gone, too. So is this every human? Is this what is that's something that's not really fully explored? Mm-hmm. Um but I, I do think, though, um, that it that it may be uh, based on some things we'll talk about, you know, kind of towards the end. Uh, but that was interesting that that there is one jarring, like grisly demise in the game. Now I'm going to be a little bit sadistic, but it's, it was well deserved. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I, it was, no, was well deserved. It, 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 justice. Yeah, like I said, it's it's one of the it's one of the bits of justice throughout the game because these were even wendy it can be said has a heart deep down uh it's it's been you know kind of corroded over the years from different things and maybe she even even though it's not coming off that way maybe she is good intentioned at least Mm -hmm. towards her son if no one else uh but these were these were definitely two of the characters that there's nothing positive presented about them at all um they they were i think they were fearful they were selfish Mm -hmm. and they 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 play a little part in this game in in a sense so when you see their demise you really don't feel nothing for them because it's just like if you wouldn't have ran away and stuck with your child none of this would have happened you would still would have got raptured but you would have got raptured in the right way and all the three y'all could be together as a family to understand what is going on but y'all ran away so mm-hmm. what happens you know that things are going on they keep telling you not to yeah. leave this country and stuff but you still want to be disobedient so mm-hmm. this is the your reward for being disobedient mm-hmm. you're still going to get raptured but we're going to kill you uh yeah. and we're going to kill you first and then we'll take you away and <laughs> leave it like that and, and then you die and don't get your baby back that's yeah. the crazy thing there's the mic drop for that. <laughs> That's all I can think. Because the thing about you got to think about it. Like, is the people who do get raptured are they going to another plane, or is it people who do get killed, like who take their lives or whatever? Do they mm-hmm. go to like the underworld? Like, where do people go? What is where's the orb taking them at? You know, mm-hmm. we don't get a full definition of where they're taking. We know that they're going to be in the afterlife, but where? Mm. So you you brought up something sadistic. I'm going to bring up something morbid. Mm. All right. <laughs> so at the church that Jeremy, for, for which Jeremy is the pastor, there mm. is a graveyard. Are those bodies there? Uh, it's, you know, I, and I guess we'll discuss it more at the end um, when, when, you know, it's kind of revealed what this this pattern is doing. Um to people, and, and I guess what it's doing for them, um, it, it, it seems like that people are being reunited with people that have passed before the game began. Um, you know, before the events that we're we're seeing, Wendy and her husband, um, for example. Um, it, I think it's implied that they are are together towards the end. So it it, it is hard to say. Um, what exactly it's one of those things that is kind of left there i I think the game it strikes that balance where i can't say it didn't tell me enough but i do Mm -hmm. wish it would have given me 
a little bit more in, in terms of details for, for that. Because um, this it's not something that's going to get a sequel. Uh, this was it, one and done. Uh, I mean, there's nobody else out there. <laughs> right. uh, there's nobody out there to follow now. Um, but I but think, no, hmm? go ahead. Oh, I think the orb didn't take any of those people who are already dead. I think, mm -hmm. you know, passing through the body and everything, they were just like, well, there's nothing here. It's, so they probably just like, you know, people have died and mm -hmm. we don't know how many, how long they've been dead, you know. But those bodies could have decomposed for a long time ago. So I think it's just like you literally have to be somewhat alive and physically there uh, for the orb to take you. Mm. So y'all are both bringing up really good points, but I'm kind of curious with Frank's story and again yeah. with Wendy's if. Mm, hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, with with Frank, uh, his story was a lot of um he is another guy that seems he seems all right uh he, he is obviously still um his wife was the one that um that that jeremy the 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 pastor from the beginning um helped to to pass along and frank is someone that's dealing i thought with that was mark hmm? i thought that was mark was it mark now uh, frank is the frank is the husband of uh, of mary um, who was the one that was, am I correct? I think. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, he's the one. Well, we're going to get into it. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, but Frank is on, he's someone dealing with something on two fronts. There, there's grief over his wife passing and there's a tremendous guilt inside of him also. Um, because his wife, when she was passing, wanted him to be there. Um, you know, wanted him to be there for her and it was too much for him. Uh, it was just, it was, it was too overwhelming. Um, so he, he went down and he had himself a little drink instead, got a little drunk instead. Um, and, and Father Jeremy kind of, kind of stepped in from there. And, and there's a, a pretty, pretty strong scene where he actually, you know, forgives um, Jeremy for what he did and, and not only forgives him, but kind of expresses a, a, a jealousy and said, you know, I should have been, you know, I wish I could have been the one that, that was kind of as, or, or not a jealousy as much as an envy. Um, mm. I wish I could have been, you know, as strong as you to, to be there for her and things like that. Um, so it, he he's an interesting character in that I think he is probably, as of the time this game begins, um, dealing with, with a lot of emotions where, where Steven is just in a panic and Father Jeremy is kind of a calm presence mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. going from person to person to help out. Uh, Frank is, is just uh, just sad. And, and you even find his orb just kind of just crawls along a little slower um, than the rest. Because he's, he's lost at this point in time. Uh, not only that he's, he's lost the, the person he loves, but he, he just feels like he has, has let her down and let himself down. Um, but... but he, he is also the one that when he finds out Steven's plan um, to he, I guess, is a, a big uh, ham radio enthusiast. Yes. And, and yes. he <laughs> which is which is an infinitely interesting hobby. Um, but that's that's an aside. Um, and when he hears Steven's plan that they are going to go through with the strike, he is the one that goes and sounds the sounds the alarm uh, to to warn the town. Um, that something is incoming. So he, he mm -hmm. you know, even he, so he can't quite get on board, you know, with those plans. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know who wants to go first. You or me, Ed. Uh, <laughs> I'll go first. Um, I didn't care about Frank. I didn't care oh about his story. God. I didn't care about his guilt. I didn't. I really don't. I really. Don't, You're don't, tough. You're tough. <laughs> I did not care anything about him. It was just like you. You, you were. You were weak. You were scared, yeah. and I understand oh, yeah. that you were. I understand you were written that way, but I know it was hard to face your love losing. But you promised mm -hmm. that you was gonna be there, and you yeah. didn't stick to that promise. And now you're trying to make it up by giving yourself to what's going on, so you could be with her. And it's just like, no, it's too late for that. Mm -hmm. Your redemption, your redemption dinner, your redemption is forced to you. You're trying to have some some kind of redemption because of this, and I'm just like, no, you, you, you should have been there. There was no way that you cannot face anybody. You already made a vow to her, do uh, sickness or death, that you would be to her. This is in mm -hmm. your marriage vows. I hopefully that you that he wrote, and you pussyfoot out of this. Yeah, that is, and, and that is a thing because it is something that. You know, as there, it's not something that I mean. There's nothing he can do uh, to redeem. You know what's been, what's occurred. Um, and it's it's not a character where when you're watching him, you're like, oh, you know, things are going to turn around for him because there's no way. Um, you know, kind of the things he's done. There, there's no fixing. Uh, it's just um, his was uh, the journey with him was not him trying to correct things because what are you going to correct at that point? Uh, it was just uh, it was just kind of the the realization he was having as he went along and and trying to trying to whip up some sort of strength. But this woe this woe is me mm. mentality is mm. not working. Mm. You you know that someone at that pub is telling you because you you guys live in a community where probably everybody know everybody's yeah. business. So yeah. there should have been someone, someone at the bar should have been like, I'm not serving you a drink. You go be mm -hmm. with your wife. Oh, she's on her dying bed. Someone would have knew something is up. Mm -hmm. And they would have and someone was there keeping you there to make money off of your woes. Cause you didn't mm -hmm. want to face you you didn't want to face reality. No. Mm -hmm. I, no. Mm -mm. You promised your wife. You could have avoided this. You could have actually dealt with. I will understand you dealing with grief if you was there to see your wife pass away. Mm -hmm. And then come to the realization that, yeah, I've been grieving, but now I know that I made that promise to you that I will see you once again. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when it was, when he was taken away and everything, that that would have that ending for him would have felt more uh would have felt better mm. and stuff mm. and it's just like no it's too long that you ran to me personally it's just like you ran away for too long and you had this well me mentality and mm. now you're trying to get brownie points because now you want to come to a realization mm. that what you did and now this is going to make it up no it don't work that way mm -hmm. so frank's story nah he could go somewhere kick rocks mm. I'm going to play devil's advocate with that. Like we said, it, it takes place in 1984 and Frank is probably in his fifties or sixties. Mm -hmm. So for, again, we've talked about this before, like with it gone home for a man at that time, I, I'm, I'm assuming just based on cultural context, 
feelings were not something you learned how to handle in a healthy way. Yes. And mm. when some, his greatest opponent was whatever was killing his wife. And he mm. did, he, he was, it was out of his control. There was nothing he could do to fix this, to save his wife. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I do, I do wish he had not had that cowardice, but at the same yeah. time, I can understand how, I don't know how to handle this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm terrified, but I also don't want to appear weak in front mm. of my wife and mm. father, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. So he also, his whole child, for uh, another thing, this setting for his farm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the way you just walk onto these sprawling fields of wheat yeah. or corn, wheat, mm -hmm. I think. And mm -hmm. It is it is just absolutely beautiful, and mm -hmm. yes. we also learn his cows are dead. Has yes. are is the yeah. rap is the pattern killing the cows but leaving their carcasses? I guess so. I, I, I in I don't know if when we get down to it, we're talking about like the, the presence of a of a soul or something like that. I, I don't know what we're dealing with, but yeah, it does seem that it is killing other animals, but you know. The, leaving them behind whereas with with people it is taking the the entirety I, I don't know what the i don't know what it is there i don't know if maybe you know humans are the only ones that that can kind of process what's going on if, if other animals aren't able to i don't know if that's just due to make the you know genetic makeup or or anything like that uh, that's another one of the kind of the mysteries of the game why the why the dead you know animals but you know people are still still up and running uh are, are still you know taking hold um i don't know it's another one of those that uh, hell maybe there's some dialogue in another little corner of a room that i haven't encountered that, that fully explains it but as of now I, I have no good answers for that but i i do assume that the patterns involved for all the all the death in the the area yeah it's uh yeah his he tries to counsel Reese as well, and he mm -hmm. he warns him because we learned that Reese is probably in his early twenties, while Rachel is about fifteen, sixteen yeah. years old. Mm -hmm. So he's there. There's a funny moment where he's talking with Reese while they're working on this tractor, and he's <laughs> I think he says her dad will bust your teeth in if he finds out you're around in yeah. and. <laughs> And we do learn something from one of Kate's, I guess it's, I think it's the radio or the phone. She thinks everything happening is not an attack. I think this is really important, mm, but rather a mm. byproduct, kind of like collateral damage of whatever mm, the mm. pattern is doing in an attempt to communicate. She believes that this is something, again, this, this game goes all over the place. We're trying to keep up with these people's stories, mm -hmm. but we're also kind of following Kate's scientific discovery. Mm -hmm. At the yeah. same time, it's yeah. really interesting. And she does not believe the pattern is evil. She does not believe mm -hmm. it has malevolent intentions. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. What what do y'all think about that? I well, I think that um and actually Steven during his story at the at the very end has a, a pretty solid analogy um as to when he's telling the story of the fox when he was a a child. Um yeah, and I I think essentially he's talking that you know his father 
um, tried to rehabilitate a fox they found that was injured, and Stephen, as a child, you know, tried to feed it, and it, it bit him. So his, his father had to to put it down, and um, and his father kind of explained to him that, uh, yes, it hurt him, but uh, it didn't really know what it was doing. It was just it was a wild animal that was kind of going off instinct, and and I think that applies like one hundred percent to this pattern, and um, we can talk about it more at the very end. But I um, I very quickly kind of was under the impression that it wasn't like an alien takeover or something like that. It wasn't like an Independence Day <laughs> aliens coming down to wipe out humans and, and take over the Earth. Um, but that it, it was more of kind of something down here maybe trying to help or maybe trying to do what it thought was best for everyone. Um, but just, you know, not knowing that the damage it was doing in in the process, you know, not having any, not being human or anything like that, not having any idea of, you know, the kind of the human condition and and the feelings and, you know, and whatever pain it would inflict along the way. It, it's, it's kind of what I, about midway through the game, started to to kind of think. I think the, the particle is just, it, it was just a thing and it was just doing what it does best like mm -hmm. it don't have no agenda it really don't mm -hmm. have no mind it's just it may go off like i feel something close let me you know mm -hmm. go do it and you know i think it's just like something that was in motion that you mm -hmm. that it can't change or anything so mm. that's what i thought about the pattern mm. y'all are making me think something i hadn't thought of before mm -hmm. it, it almost is like the wow in mm. soma Mm -hmm. A little, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know the pattern because Kate mentions how she gets a profound sense of loneliness with the pattern, mm -hmm. and I'm wondering. It just reminds me of the wow. If nobody's listened to that episode, I mm -hmm. go listen to it. <laughs> we talk about mm -hmm. it, but I wonder if it's. I'm just doing what I do best. I, I'm trying mm -hmm. to help people, kind of yeah. like that. I think it's um, of mice and men when that that guy acts. Well, spoiler alert! I think he accidentally kills a puppy. Uh, yeah, yeah. While hugging it too hard. <laughs> that that's an old spoiler though. If you hadn't caught that one yet, you deserve to have that one <laughs> spoiled for you. Um, I, I don't know. I I am under the impression um, that th this is something a sentient thing, and and I think you know they found it just kind of out there in space and it, it's something that uh was was maybe a very leading a very lonely existence and uh, which one would explain kind of why kate sort of latches on to it um because she's someone herself that just you know kind of feels like an outsider and kind of feels alone you know her husband even her husband obviously is not there at this point you know he's off getting drinks around town um, but I, I, and I think it's something that came down and some, like a being that who knows for how long has just kind of, kind of been out there lonely until someone finally, you know, noticed it and, you know, amplified a signal and gave it away to, to venture down. And it's, it's something that, that knowing what loneliness is, you're finding that it's pairing people together. Um, you know, Wendy and, 
her husband. It's kind of the last thing she sees. And it, it's sort of implied that they are now um, on some other plane um, together. Uh, or, you know, Frank and his wife are now together. It, it's almost like something that that knows what it's like to be lonely. So it's kind of preventing these people from ever really having to experience that again by by giving them a a means to another plane to kind of go on forever with whoever they are i i don't know if it's a soulmate thing or something along those lines of whoever you know the, the person they love is um and that's also the confusing thing where we're seeing people that were dead before the event um like wendy wendy's husband um frank's wife um that they are now um, I believe you know Kate kind of goes a, goes with a roll call of who who who's together now. Um, and yeah, so these are people that were gone before. So I don't know. I I don't know if it's just the individual's perception, like this person is living in their own world with maybe you know maybe this is not the actual legitimate soul of that person, but it's just it's it's real enough. The you know it's fine. Um. But I, I don't know. I just saw it as a, a being that, you know, kind of only knew loneliness and was maybe longing to be found out there. Uh, and as soon as it was, was trying to prevent that for other people. Although uh, the the means it goes about it, you know, perhaps could be could be brought into question. Well, I think the, the means is that to me is like the the particle, the orb, I call it the orb, is mm -hmm. when it goes through these people, it's collecting their memories. It's mm -hmm. collecting their experiences. It, mm -hmm. Because when you're playing the game, that's the way that the story is told. It's through mm -hmm. everybody's memories. Mm -hmm. So if the, if the orb didn't go through any of these people and they somehow vanish and stuff, we wouldn't know what the memories were. We wouldn't grab what the story is. We would have been walking through an empty town till we got to the ending. To be like, why are we just walking through an empty town? That's not yeah. what kind of game is this? You know? So I think the particle is just like it it experienced it while it raptured everybody, it probably mm -hmm. found out all the stuff that events that led up to that day. But it also seen years of them growing up mm -hmm. having these relationships with different people and seeing at a point of time that this is this was when people were happy when they were together so to mm -hmm. bring that mm -hmm. happiness back mm -hmm. i'm going to take them and then take them somewhere and make mm -hmm. them be happy again and remind yeah. them why yeah. they're happy yeah I, I think even kate says that that you know everyone's reunited happy forever um but i i I don't know. There is one small incident throughout the game where I, I think I, it, it takes a slightly what could be conceived um, malevolent tone to it. And, and that's with Stephen. Um, we finally get a chapter for Stephen. And, you know, and it is probably the most hectic because, you know, this is the guy running around the whole time. And he, the Stephen kill a guy at the heart. Does he kill a guy with a hammer? Yes, Sam. Some, yes. Um, yes. I thought for sure he did. Um, because Stephen is stealing, I think he's ste is he stealing the paint? Some okay, so our supplies, um, yeah. So this is after Frank's chapter. Depending on which way you go, you will go to either Lizzie's story or Stephen's yeah. story. It is, yeah. it, it is possible that you don't go through Lizzie's story because Stephen's is the second to last yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So missing, and you heart. miss Lizzie, you miss a lot, and that's the one where we oh, talk yeah. about. You even rate you miss Rachel's. 
uh, story. You miss a lot uh, with Lizzie. You you probably wouldn't even know Lizzie is pregnant at that point in time if the you miss her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I just. Uh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Uh, yeah, you, you actually see Lizzie and Kate have a little talk. Yes. A little yes. interaction. Yeah. And. I, I didn't mean to interrupt about the killing. Um, no, you're fine. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't good. want us to miss Lizzie's, Lizzie's part because it's barely possible. Um, yeah, yeah. So Kate, Kate knows that her husband is two-timing her. Yes. And she makes a comment. She, okay, she seems a little ambivalent about it. It doesn't really, it doesn't really seem to phase her. Yeah. She makes a comment that it's not that he's cheating on me that hurts me. It's that he thinks I'm, I was too stupid to figure it out. Mm. Yeah. Her intelligence and her studies are her priority. Yeah. And she's more insulted by that, that he was trying to hide something from her and mm -hmm. thought he was clever enough to keep it hidden yeah. than, he, than she is that he is sleeping around with yeah. someone. Yeah. <laughs> and... We, uh, we we have some little snippets where we learn that some elderly people have been intermittently disappearing. Like, yeah, so there's yeah. no real rhyme or reason to that. And Lizzie actually tries to be friendly with Kate, who's not quite as polite. And yeah. here's the old song and dance about uh, the other woman. Stephen is reluctant to break up slash divorce Kate. Lizzie mm -hmm. is sensitive about something. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that he won't leave Kate for this reason. Do you guys remember what it is? She's very self-conscious about something. Ooh. She was in an accident and her she's kind of crippled. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's it's we don't see her, so it's not as glaringly yeah. obvious. It's just yeah. it's just talked about. I'm not I guess she got in a car accident mm -hmm. or something, but I think she still has her legs. She just she just can't get around mm -hmm, quite as well. Yeah. And she brings that up to Steven. She's like, well, is there something wrong with me? It's because I'm not, my, my body's not perfect anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then that's when we, we learn about Rachel and little baby Dylan yeah. and the children at the main hall of that camp, which Lizzie is the manager of this beautiful, yeah. relaxing little oh, pond, yeah. lake area. Yeah. Like, they call yeah. it the beach. That's a neat part. Mm -hmm. And... I thought this was very poignant. Rachel is talking about Starlight and how, when we must go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She, that that is a beautiful, beautiful scene. Oh yeah. And uh, do y'all remember about Reese and Rachel's plan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they had an idea to elope to France or Spain. Yes, that's right. And. Uh, I think they're. I think they have those love blinders on. I don't think they're oh, really yeah. thinking through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a. It's not a very feasible plan. <laughs> it's like a Romeo Juliet thing, except mm -hmm. for I, I, their ending's not quite the same. <laughs> yeah. But that's. I just summarized Lizzie's whole chapter. Was mm -hmm. there anything you guys wanted to add about that camp scene before we move on to Stevens? I tell. You, I mean, the thing that's out I, I talked about it at length earlier that stood out about lizzie's was was kind of the thing with rachel kind of kind of hijacks that and becomes kind of the highlight uh, of her chapter you know what like i said before highlighting some of the good in town and and things like that i thought that um you know the thing with with lizzie and steven um 
obviously I, I would like to have known more about the why they parted ways to begin with. Like I, I would like, you know, kind of more background mm -hmm. into that exactly. Unless I miss something, you, you don't get a lot on that because it, it's obvious that, you know, Stephen, Stephen even says that he regrets leaving in the first place. Hmm. Uh, and so it's obvious that he, he carried that he kept that flame a going even when he took off like did he want to did he have a moment where it's like i can't just live in this this small town for good i've got to go to the states and she wouldn't go with him I, I i unless i missed something i didn't get a lot of background onto why the two of them uh kind of parted ways i, I think yeah that i think that's something that they could explore. And I think that's why mm. it, all of that affected Wendy of being upset mm. that he left. Yeah. So, and I think, I think he, part, I, my assumption is they part of, he parted away so he could go to come to America to be a scientist to learn mm -hmm. something. Um, and I, that, you know, I think somewhere in his area, they just didn't have the tools or the resources mm. to do it. So since he had this time, you know, he went out there. Then when he met Katie, um, mm. And they were connecting over science and stuff. Yeah, he found his love. The, you know, he kind of found this somewhat soulmate because mm -hmm. they connected on so much. And so, mm -hmm. the mind of uh, Lizzie just fell out or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Kate, I, I can understand why Katie is hostile to Lizzie, mm -hmm. thinking that she's kind of a hussy and stuff. Oh yeah, because you slept with my man, mm -hmm. not you know you knew that we were married you knew that we were in town you you didn't have to make the choice to have a drink and catch up with them you didn't have to do that you know you you could have you could have just when you seen us could have walked to us talked to us and moved on if my husband was making moves be woman enough to come up to me and let me know get your man but mm -hmm. no lizzie was lizzie was unhappy Stephen probably felt like, you know, we got to talking. That old flame came back. Someone turned the gas up. It, it lit up. And now we're back to doing what we do. And I don't think it's, I don't think it was drinks or anything. I think it was the moment that someone, somebody touched somebody in there and it led to that. Because mm -hmm. if y'all having a pint or whatever, mm -hmm. what, how long was you drinking to know that I'm drinking with my ex-girlfriend and I mm -hmm. know my wife got to be trying to figure out with me? Yeah. Now, this is yeah. 1984. This may sound like I'm using modern, modern knowledge and stuff, but it's just like, you know that you are not with your wife and you know your plan being there was to do research, not fall in love mm -hmm. with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how how strong that relationship was anyway with Stephen and Kate, because um, it, it seems, you know, they. It, it, I, I don't know how much of it is is love and how much of it is just a shared interest in in their work. You know how mm -hmm. much of it is, you know, that that I, you know, I love this person, um, and how much of it is, you know, being with this person is good. For my career being with this person is good for my work i like having someone that i can that's on my level um that i i can talk about this work with i i don't know how much of the relationship was a was was true love and how much was just kind of a kind of a convenience almost because he it seems like if he would have been deeply in love with kate 
there wouldn't have been all the regret that he, he talks about with with Lizzie. Um, and it seems like that, you know, he, he's always regretted not being with her. It doesn't seem like he's really gotten her off his mind. So I, so I do wonder on Stephen's end, at least, like mm-hmm. how how strong his feelings were sort of to begin with with Kate. I think it was an intellectual connection. I think they, mm. I, I think people can experience that where, oh my gosh, we get along so well intellectually mm-hmm. or we have a lot of things mm-hmm. in common, mm-hmm. but when it gets right down to it, as far as being life partners, yeah, you know, that, that just doesn't, that doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, Lizzie, Lizzie seems, uh, she seems a little smarter than a lot of the other townspeople. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. seem as closed minded. She's very friendly to Kate. I don't know if she's doing that because mm. she feels guilty and she's trying yeah. to overcompensate or she's, uh, I don't know, but what I did find it very telling. If you guys remember this, and I think this is another thing you can skip. I think Diana and Sean are trying to tell Lizzie that Robert is hurt or is dead. Mm. You remember that? I don't know if you guys. I don't recall that portion. Yeah. It's um, it's kind of towards the back by these campers. Okay. And they're they're uh... running frantically to her, and she never even lets them say anything. Mm. I don't think mm-hmm. they even ever say his name. Oh my gosh! Like something horrible happened. Yes. And we're so sorry. And she's asking them, where's, where's your baby? Let's go get your baby. So I don't know if she already kind of knew that something happened to Robert because he was always drinking mm, and she figured they were mm-hmm. about to tell her some bad yeah. news. But I think their relationship is a little yeah, rock uh, too. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like a happy relationship. Um, I, I, like I said, I think I said early on, it just seemed like their relationship was just kind of that thing you see people do in small town. Um mm-hmm. There's not a lot to pick from, <laughs> you know. She probably she's like, all right, I guess you know, I could, I could have a family with this fella here and and move mm-hmm. on. And she was probably, you know, uh, it seems like that she never got Stephen off her mind either. So I don't think she could wholeheartedly go into another relationship. So I think for her, it was a matter of, you know, I mean, I, I guess this will do. Um, I think there was a lot of settling. Um, on her part, it seems like kind of a life where she had just kind of settled down and maybe given up a lot of like hopes that, that she may have had or kind of visions for the future she may have had with with Stephen. But no. Um, and, and I picked up that maybe the, the husband wasn't the, the nicest fella either. Yeah, drinking yeah that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Probably was very yeah. belligerent, very yeah. angry, probably not home a lot. After he yeah. works, probably going to close up the shop and I'm going to go to the pub. <laughs> going to close up the pub after that. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By the way, those pubs are really charming. They are. They are. Oh. <laughs> I kind of like, I'm a big fan of Cheers and it, it reminds me of just a smaller version of Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on to more important things. Um, now, this is where, this is what we, Billy's we, talking about. We, we got a hammer. We got a potential hammer killing to talk about here. Um, I I think it's I think it's a definite that um, when you start control of Stephen, um, that orb is just kind of all over the place, and he is. Uh, and you find that he got caught stealing uh, by Sam, I believe. And you know you get uh, kind of the, the confrontation, and you know there's the, there's blows being thrown, and you see. 
uh, you know, kind of the results of that. And it seems for all intents and purposes that he's 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 murdered this poor fella. He's a kid. Now, okay, yeah. okay. Let's. I have some notes. So, Sam, that this is just to connect everybody. I, I, we yeah. almost sort of made a chart for him to hold yeah, up. For almost do. Yeah. Yes. It's really easy to get lost, but. Mm-hmm. So Evelyn and Sam are Rachel's parents, mm-hmm. and Sam owns this uh, warehouse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's just to give some context to who this mm-hmm. person is. He's Rachel's father, and I. Uh, so Stephen, when we get to his area, it it looks like kind of the end of the the road. For that town it looks like we've reached the end of that of yachtin mm-hmm. and we actually get I, I thought this was really sweet we one of the houses we see is under repair and it's the house that steven and kate were working on they mm-hmm. I, they had just moved back to town and i think he did love kate in some way mm-hmm. because his mother there's a little scene where his mother is Wendy is questioning him so much about Kate mm-hmm. and saying how it's not going to work and it's mm-hmm. so different. And I have to give it to Stephen. He sticks up for her and he calls her brilliant while yeah. he's discussing her with his mom. So he really, I think he admires and respects Kate. Yes. Just yes. Maybe more as an intellectual than as a partner. Again. Yeah. I, yeah. I think with her, I think it's kind of a, it's kind of a peer thing more than more than anything more than anything else um which i is, is a love in some form but i i think when you get down to a true love i think that 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 lizzie was probably you know the the one for him uh all this time but he was maybe enamored or kind of taken aback by kate who is you know he he considers kind of intellectually maybe superior um he he does seem to kind of be in awe of you know her her work to a great extent that's awesome. Did you want to add anything, Ed? No, no. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I know, like, sometimes we all get fired up and start going off. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, there's another part with Kate. Uh, I guess it's I can't remember if it's a phone or radio. She talks about changes from the pattern. She doesn't think it's in the observatory. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's in her. Mm-hmm. And she's concerned about caring for the light and thinks it's afraid. Again, she gets this sense of loneliness mm-hmm. from it. Like you had said, mm-hmm. Billy, where there's this being out there and it's lonely. Mm-hmm. And printers have been spitting out sheets of zeros. Another weird occurrence. Mm-hmm. There are all these little weird things. That, did you guys think there was any significance to the numbers in the radio? Oh, I was there has to be. Data. I was just thinking like it was data numbers or something like it mm. like those numbers are actually worse that's trying to tell something, but it can't communicate those actual words. So it's doing just numbers and stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then of, of course this is this is the part where Lizzie's waiting for Steven at the train station. <sighs> she hears the planes flying. Guys, those those scenes where the planes are going overhead. <laughs> Those are rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they actually look terrible. I'm just like, what the world is that? Is that I thought the game was like buggy or something. Oh I was like, God. what the world? It's like, okay. Y'all notice the little canisters in the pond at the beginning of the game? Mm-hmm. Mm. They're like some empty gas uh, containers. Yes. 
Yes. I thought another cute thing, we actually go to Howard's house and there's a little Easter egg. There's a train set in it and he's the train station. Oh, yeah, that's ah! right. I thought that was mm. so cute. I actually, I, okay, I found it. Uh, I, I did some research on the numbers that you get throughout. Oh. Uh, apparently, and, and I think it's one of those things that wasn't like as complex as um as you know kind of kind of assumed um but there is apparently it, it's as simple as equating the number to to letter like you know one would be an a uh two would be a b uh, and you get this big uh i think it's from an actual scientist maybe um there's a douglas oh boy this last name is going to get put through the ringer uh Hofstadter, I guess. Hofstadter, maybe. Um, and it is, uh, in the wake of a human being's death, what survives is a set of afterglows, some brighter and some dimmer, in the collective brains of those dearest to them. There is, in those who remain, a collective corona that still glows, is essentially the, the thing that, that is being played uh, code-wise kind of throughout which which i guess really uh is is like a gigantic spoiler right there at the beginning probably if you sat down and actually you know tried to try to work that work that through but i played the thing three times and i finally you know kind of sat there and listened to it a while this last time but i finally had to get on online and, and kind of <laughs> see what's what, what's up with this um huh. yeah and I, I can't say i would have had the patience to <laughs> to do that myself but um no, it, it it's it's interesting, and, and I think that kind of you know it says a lot about the about the game, and like how Ed is was talking about earlier, how it's it's kind of collecting these memories, and you're kind of seeing uh, memories not just from immediately before, but you're seeing things that took place you know a while back. Uh, you're seeing these people interact with kind of the the people that you know kind of made them the the happiest to be with, and, uh -huh. and things like that. Um, so, so I think there is kind of something, something to that. I guess that would kind of support it, also. And, and if that is the the patterns communication, it, it's kind of a, a calming message, maybe <laughs> that yeah. it's that it's that it's sending along. Um, that it it sounds more it sounds ominous though, which which kind of is the the thing with the pattern to begin with. It it's maybe has good intentions, but it's it's coming off in kind of a threatening threatening manner um just because it doesn't really know any other method for which to present itself or anything like that um but i don't know hmm. Hmm. but they that's that was beautiful thank you for that billy by the well, way thank, thank you, you whoever that. whoever was patient enough to sit there and translate that letter by letter <laughs> um, i am not that person <laughs> was not gonna was not gonna be me but we, I, I think we've kind of alluded to this. While, while Kate wants to embrace and study this pattern more, Stephen wants to stop it. He thinks mm -hmm. it's evil. And, yes. okay, so is he stealing from the warehouse to bring supplies to his bunker? Or is he stealing for other people? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I think he's stealing for the bunker. For himself? Mm. His own yeah. bunker? Yeah. Oh, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because well, Sam, Sam is upset with him 
for stealing, but I think there's more to it. I don't think they're big fans of Steven. Do they're they not. know? Do they know what he's doing? Like with Lizzie? There are some people who are aware in that small town. I think so. I think they're probably um some hard feelings or something. Something in the past is playing mm. a part. And I think I don't I, I can't I can't really say for sure. I, I feel like Sam probably still had a cr- had a crush on Lizzie and now to see he, uh Steven come back and them hanging around each other, I think that enraged Sam, you know, mm. and there might have been a, uh, some jealousy there. Because I'm mm. like, still in a hammer? I'm like, really, dude? You probably got like 18,000 hammers in that warehouse. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Sam, okay, Sam and Evelyn are married and they're Rachel's parents. Mm. Sam, Sam liked Lizzie? I think so. Uh, I don't know. Or was there some? Was there some dialogue? It, it's no dialogue, but it feels like why are you hostile to Steven? And mm. if we're talking about that, uh, if, we're, if we're talking about um, Sam probably hunching that you know Lizzie and Steven is together, you know Sam don't know nothing about Katie, you know, so mm. it has to be that you have to have some attraction or something, or you mm. wish that you had a, re- a relationship with Lizzie, but you don't. So you're acting out on Steven or mm. something. Mm. So there might have been some some form of jealousy. Mm. It's a possibility. I, I can't oh, say for sure. Oh, <laughs> thank you for that, because I hadn't thought of that. I thought they just thought he was an arrogant prick who thought he was better than everybody mm. else. Mm. <laughs> but this is this then leads to a beautiful part that Billy alluded to, that that's very poignant story about the mm. fox when we go mm. when we go down to Steven's bunker and FYI, there's no this is the point of no return with Steven's bunker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're done at this point. There's no coming out. Uh, at any other point, you can backtrack as far as you want. Um, but yeah, but this is it, um, which is which is fitting because for the character of Stephen, I mean, this is it. He has, um, and, and one of his last communications with Kate, uh, you know, he he knows that it's kind of it's hopeless, and both of them are going to, you know, are going to have to kill themselves essentially. Well, this, and, this is the funny part of the game to mm-hmm. me. Because mm-hmm. it was just like, I'm going to threat you. You're not going to get me. And then it's just like he ends up killing himself, like, accidentally. Yeah. So it's yeah. so funny to be like, you thought <laughs> he it, was going to... Yeah. You, you literally did something stupid, mm-hmm. knew what this thing was. You was mm-hmm. trying to threaten it to stop it for some reason. This particle yeah. don't know what a threat is. And then mm-hmm. you end up killing yourself because your stupidity. Now, that this is the only, the only weird part. It's the only part where I think that the pattern shows... Um, maybe something other than good intentions is he, he's doused himself in, in gasoline. Um, and, um, he is after this, the story he's telling that, that I, I think kind of, you know, explains a good deal of, of maybe what the pattern is, is doing unintentionally. Um, he is confronted by, it. and like Ed's saying, he is, is very hostile, very angry, um, but what happens is in the pattern, in the lights, he sees Kate, um, and he's so taken aback by it that he uh, unintentionally drops his his lighter and and ends up killing himself then. But um, and and we later find out that you know Kate states that Stephen and Lizzie are 
together and what whatever this mm-hmm. is that that's waiting for them. So I, I'm confused. Everybody saw um, their person from Wendy saw her husband. Frank saw his his wife um, of why it present him with uh, this image of Kate if for no other reason just jar him because Kate is not the person that he um, winds up with and, and I don't know if there was just uh, some, something more to it at that point I don't know if Kate and the light were kind of merged together at this point um, or what it is exactly why that's what was was presented to him um, I, I thought was was just a little bit confusing because it kind of is breaking away um, you know from from the, what we've seen throughout the rest of the game in terms of what other people see. That was, yeah, I don't know if it was kind of a, I'm going to make you feel guilty, you piece of mm. poo. Mm. <laughs> For everything and, but once, and, Yeah, and, and once again, there is an instance of someone else that's done something, you know, kind of reprehensible throughout the game. Uh, Stephen, who has, you know, uh, killed this man. Yes. Um, and he also is amongst the only few characters that get a, a kind of grisly demise before, you know, before he's he's taken away. Um, you had the you had Sean and die. They got hit by the, the train. Um, and now you have Steven. And, and I thought that was um, a, a, if, if one was going to take their own life. That's a harsh way. And, and I almost wonder if he if it's a punishment of sorts because he knows and he he feels that he he's been running around trying to correct this and trying to minimize this damage but he knows that he is at the at the root of what caused it so i don't i don't know if this is like a a self-imposed sort of of punishment because he and and, 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 no he was was just doing it to show Mm. just to, to get off be like you're not mm. going to take me i'm going to take mm-hmm. myself you're mm-hmm. not going to one up me that's what it mm. really was about mm. because it's just like why would you you know that this particle is taking people's life why mm. would you have all this gas don't know how he mm. got the gas mm. just douse yourself with it and everything around it and then throw up a light like a, a match really this thing went through telephone lines mm. what makes you think that it's afraid of uh, some fire like mm. really dude like it's it's been taking people's lives mm. and you think a match is going to stop it no i think he was planning on committing suicide through self-immolation like that's yeah. what that yeah 100 and there are some phone calls along the way where he's talking to kate rather than mm. lizzie mm. and he's telling her that he loves her if he was mm, like he was making he he angers me a little bit how we were talking mm. we were hinting that that frank was a bit of a coward i think steven's a bit of a coward because you get oh, to go yeah. to the bunker while yeah. everyone else has to get gassed mm. and you're going to go and survey the damage mm. that bunker was big enough for the whole dang town yeah, yeah. he he is he's i it's a very problematic character um and he is someone that is is and I think I think that's the theme, even with his relationships throughout the game. He he's someone that is just creating these problems for himself and then trying to run from them. And you know, and trying to fix them. But he's fixing them not caring what the cost is to anyone else but himself. He was fine killing a guy so he could have some supplies or um or you know, bombing the town um mm-hmm. to try to fix this. Um 
and he's he, he's very selfish leaving lizzie there at the at the tracks because he decided to to go another route with things um so not, he, he's just he's a character i i don't think we're supposed to like him by any means um and especially as it goes on um he's he's someone that just has has imposed a lot of problems on people uh, he's to a, a great it, extent he's an mm-hmm. indecisive person Yes. He cannot make a decision. I think what he mm-hmm. tried to do is he knew he made a mistake and he's trying to save face. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's doing one thing with Liz, trying to save face with Katie to save whatever mm-hmm. relationship that they have. Mm-hmm. And he's very indecisive. He doesn't know what he wants. And he doesn't know. Uh, uh, the only thing that he knows that in this game that I took away is that he doesn't want to be taken away from the particle, from the or for the or mm-hmm. So he's going to kill himself. You know, mm-hmm. he could have easily go get on the train and be with Liz with the baby. Mm-hmm. What it was, was going to not matter. They were going to be together anyway and mm-hmm. gone together. You know, marriage and divorce and being divorced don't mean nothing. If people are being taken away, you know, you know, you're going to break Katie's heart. But I think Katie has already come to the realization mm-hmm. that, you don't love her. Yeah. That that he doesn't love her no more. So, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is I'm just going to focus on the task that I was sent to, and my mind is going to be there. I already got my anger out on Liz. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, and I'm gonna keep doing. And I think Stephen was just completely indecisive. He couldn't make up his mind what he wanted. He was just trying to save face. And yeah, I think he was trying to fix things, but he was making things worse while trying to fix it. Not my favorite character. That is for sure. <laughs> no, and he, he's de- he's definitely one that um, the more you learn about, it's usually the opposite in this game. The more you learn about these characters, you you kind of start to see why they might be the way they are, and and they kind of get a redeeming thing to them. He doesn't. I, it just he he becomes a more cowardly character as so we he- go along, and and the, who really just kind of. Kind of uses people. I mean, people are just kind of kind of there, and so, if he has to go through them to reach his means, then that's fine. So him and his mama suck. <laughs> yeah, Apple doesn't fall far, far from, from the, the tree. tree. <laughs> they both the antagonists. Oh mm-hmm. man, they're just tag teaming against Kate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Which? Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no! I, I was going to say that we we get plenty of Kate, uh, oh, yes. kind of immediately after this. Um, your speculation. Um, oh, and you finally get to go to your observatory that was locked up at the beginning. That had to be a, a vindication for you. Oh yeah, but now um, you can't go anywhere else. But, <laughs> exactly. Now you can't. That's right. Hey, you can't have it all. Yeah, you, know, you can have one thing or the other. But um. I was, uh, you, you go and you go to the different parts of the observatory and, and you're given some pretty pertinent bits of dialogue each time you go through. And I, I feel like this is where they try to kind of um, tie up loose ends, if, mm. you know, the best they can. They obviously don't want to spell all this out for you. Um, but I thought that those are probably, and thankfully I don't think you can miss them, um, some of the most important bits of, of dialogue throughout the entire game, as, as Katie, uh, Kate, who has kind of locked herself in and has just been studying this and communicating with it. 
Um, I, I think her character has probably the the most important information throughout the game to kind of divulge. I agree. And that is, again, again, this game is beautiful. The ending section, it is nighttime. The stars are out. The mm -hmm. pattern is swirled all over. There are seven towers. How many towers? It was six or seven. Six or um, seven towers. Yeah. So I, but it's easy to follow because each one ha is numbered. So just go mm -hmm. in yeah. numerical order mm -hmm. and you learn Kate reveals that the pattern gives everyone what they want, which we've said a few times, where people yes. end up with whom they're meant to be. And mm -hmm. it's it's just real it's it's beautiful. It's mm -hmm. it's stunning. And for the last tower, you, you can't enter any of the towers except the last one. Yeah. Yes. And then you see this single chair and a radio, mm -hmm. this light is shining on it, and you activate the radio, and Kate starts talking. And the end is this, the, the pattern looks as though it's looking down on her and she's mm -hmm. reaching out for mm -hmm. the pattern. And I, I, she comes out and says, I become one with the pattern and the pattern mm -hmm. is my, my person. Yes. 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 And, and, and I think that that's, it's a wonderful ending. Uh, it's a beautiful ending because I think you have two outsiders and I can imagine um, 1984, we're talking about the early 80s. Uh, you know, 1980s, um, a black woman as a scientist, uh, it, it probably wasn't an easy road for her, um, you know, uh, which means she was probably in school in the 70s. And, you know, uh, country still ain't doing too great now. We weren't doing much. We weren't doing good back then <laughs> either um, with that. And I, and I think a woman, African-American woman uh, with that level of intelligence and going through the college system and then trying to go into a a field that, you know, is probably older white males for the most part. Um, she probably experienced uh, being an outsider um, the majority of her life. Um, and so she's found something else that has kind of just been similar to her situation, just kind of, you know, floating around out there, you know, kind of by itself. And I, I think for those two to kind of come together uh, was, was, was nice. I, I think, um, it's unconventional because <laughs> we find that that Jeremy has kind of been connected with with God, I guess, or what he perceives to be. Um, and everyone's kind of we talked about Wendy and her husband. We talked Frank and his wife. Um, and you know, Stephen is with Lizzie now, um, which alludes to the fact that that's the, that was who was his person. Um, so I, I, I thought that was interesting. And I thought that was kind of a, a kind of a fitting end. Uh, it's it's a little strange. I, I don't know what they talk about exactly, <laughs> but um, she seems to have a a good deal of of happiness, and she seems to be happy for everyone. And it's one of the weirdest games, and that it's an extraordinarily happy ending, but it's in the <laughs> like darkest possible kind of setting. Um, it, it, it's, it's strange. It, it's a weird juxtaposition of a happy ending, but it's got a real somber tone to it at the same time. Well, it's about acceptance. What are you mm -hmm. going to accept? And mm -hmm. I think Katie is the only character. Katie and Rachel are the only two characters, and, and maybe the priest, uh, Jeremy, are mm -hmm. the only characters that accept 
what's mm-hmm. going on. They're accepting mm-hmm. death. They know that there isn't, uh, th- they know that death doesn't bring a good light to the living, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a, there's a form of peace there when you mm-hmm. accept what's going to go on. You know, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody, everybody else was just like running away, dealing with their emotions and trying to understand and handle things. And it was just like, Rachel held the baby, sang it, did what she had to do, and accepted mm-hmm. what was going to come. Um, Jeremy, you know, he he did his best to make the town, um, make the town what it is, and everything, and help out. And when he, you know, he had his weakness, he had his fear, but he accepted the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. people are losing their lives, and so when it's his time to come. He's going to accept it and making sure that when it happened, that it's a peaceful taking away. Mm-hmm. Which and and Katie, yeah, she's just like, I know that I have my I have my ups, I have my downs, I will have my anger, but mm-hmm. I now realize what everything was meant to be. I accept that. So with that acceptance, can you accept me and the mm. orb and accept her? And she knew what was going to happen, and now everybody. Who everybody's going to the rapture, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I I kind of wonder. You guys make some really good points. I hadn't even considered, and yeah. we do what we can. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wonder if the pattern represents her scientific pursuits and her love mm. of knowledge, her love of discovery, her love of mm. learning. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. some people are married to their work. Mm-hmm. They devote yeah. their whole lives to science, discovery, ambition. And there are some people who can balance it with a, a healthy relationship with someone else or a mm. family. But for Kate, and like you said, Billy, with all, it's really easy to forget that we are in 1984 mm-hmm. as far as the context. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. probably in her 20s or 30s, she probably saw some pretty mm-hmm. horrible things as, a, as an American mm-hmm. black woman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like Edge, you said acceptance, and I, it's just a sense of peace. And mm-hmm. you guys think we, we don't know the answer, but is it just Yachtin that is affected, or is it the I, whole world? It's the, it's the whole world. Everybody's yeah, I was under gone. the impression. Yeah, I was under the impression that, and I think that's the the point where um, kind of Stephen abandons, you know, the idea of getting away. Um, with Lizzie, uh, I, I think he even realizes that it's kind of it's a worldwide thing um, yeah. at at this point in time, and and kind of there's no hope um, here on Earth, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I, I was under the impression that it it quickly you know spread outside of the of the town. Hmm. Well, that do you guys have any any other thoughts something we didn't talk about or something you'd like to say about this game this game i don't like the speed of the walking this yes. is a slug yeah. a slug simulation this is not a walking simulator like the speed <laughs> the speed and not having a map in this game are the are the, mm. are the worst things yeah the map would have been nice because um, the mechanic is following those those orbs around to advance the story, which yeah. sometimes aren't easy to find. And sometimes it's hard to figure out where they want you to go. So, yeah, a map or at least, you know, the little there's bulletin boards all over town. Um, 
So maybe even just having a little map on those with a little you are here uh, would have went a long way. Hmm? They do have those. They do have maps. Okay. I, I, you, you just reminded me, Billy. They do have mm -hmm. maps, but they do not stay with you. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't, it doesn't stay with you. Um, um, but yeah, it is a slow moving game. Uh, and, and I was discussing before, um, I guess it's just because this thing is packed with snippets of dialogue and things you can trigger as you go along. And I, I, I guess it's really to keep you from running through and missing things as you go. You're, you're kind of forced to, to take this slow walk and, and really take in um, the environment. Unfortunately, that, that can work the opposite. I mean, I could see people um, just wanting to advance things along and looking across to the other side of town and seeing some houses and thinking, oh, it's going to take a while to get over there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to do that today. Um, but I, um, if you're completely kind of invested in the, the setting and the story, you're going to want to find everything that you can. But I, I, I do think it's going to be one of those that um, for people that already complain about these games being on the slow side, this is definitely, it's going to be more than they can handle. Um, and, and they do say that you can run sort of on here. I think you hold down one of the trigger buttons. Yeah. That's not a run. That that's not. Yeah. It's a brisk. It's that, a jog. Yes, that that is a little bit. Yeah, it's it may not even be a jog. It's a uh, it uh, the normal speed is a crawl, and you know the run button is maybe a slow walk. Um, but it's 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 not an environment I personally mind walking through at, at a slower pace. But but I I love just kind of taking in every detail you can. It can be a little off putting though. Uh, for some folks and, and definitely even walking, you know, sim enthusiast, but this, this might bring it down a little bit. This might be too, too slow for you. Um, but yeah. there, if you'll, if you'll walk around slowly through this game, I think there's an awesome story and Ed touched on it. Um, there's some tremendous voice acting in this wow. game. They, they did a wonderful job and it had to be because I, there's nothing else to really work off of. There's just scenery there are no character models or anything like that. There are no faces to look at for expression. Um, so these voice actors really had to get across not just the dialogue, but they had to make you, you know, know what they were feeling also. Yeah. And I thought they did a wonderful job. Ed pointed out uh, Father Jeremy, especially. Uh, he just does a great job of just presenting um at first, kind of that hopefulness, and you can tell, and you can hear that it's starting to slip away from him, the the hopefulness and the and the faith a little bit. Um, but at the same time, you can tell through the voice acting that even, even though he feels that way, he's still putting on a brave face for everybody else, and for someone to be able to get that across without the aid of anything visual, I, I think is tremendous. And I, I think the voice cast for this. Um, did one of the better jobs of probably any game we're going to review. It's, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you guys notice that even the house, you spoiler, well, I'm assuming if you're listening to this episode, you've played the game. Oh, it's, really, it's, yeah, it's ruined. <laughs> it's ruined already. Right. It, I really love the details. So I, I, I will explore every dang house and store that has an open mm -hmm. door. There are some houses you cannot Go enter. In. Yeah. However, 
if you walk around and kind of look through the windows, it looks like they've kind of tried to make the houses look as believable and mm -hmm. truly you because mm -hmm. you might see some furniture yeah. and it, it moves with you. So I have to, now this is a question. Who are we in the game? I, uh, Ed, you can handle it first if you want to. So we are actually Katie in the game. Mm -hmm. I came under the same, I only came under that impression because at the end, that last scene, with the radio in the chair, um, the only time you finally cannot control the camera or anything like that is once she comes into view to to communicate um, with the with the pattern directly and finally you know be taken up by the by the pattern. And I just I just assume she is kind of the last one there. Um, maybe just. Maybe she's the one going out there and just kind of surveying. She, she's one with the pattern at this point, I assume. And that's why you can't see. We talked about being able to hear someone moving along. But you 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 look down in most of these games, you can see feet. You can see hands. Yeah. Um, but she's kind of incorporated with the pattern at this point And maybe just kind of, you know, surveying things before she or they as uh, together take off to wherever everyone's venturing to. A beautiful game it's it has its it has its little frustrations it can be yes. slow the uh, triggering some of the yes activity of the pattern that was i had the to get the, a little the, the the orb can vanish and not appear for a long time exactly. um yeah there there are times where um the behavior of the orbs is a little strange i was telling ed an example was with uh father jeremy his very last scene inside the church um i could not get the orb to budge from the steps outside of the church um and i could not really get it to go anywhere it just was kind of moving between two different spots and i kept going back and forth back and forth um and finally there was just something random a random little scene with him further down the street um that i needed to trigger and then i could walk up and and do it but uh the orb at that point in time wasn't pointing me any in that direction so there is a little frustration with that you mentioned the kind of the motion controls that that um usually if i see those implemented it's to make it more immersive uh, it it didn't add anything if anything it was a little bit of like you're saying a little frustration um because it's not very precise with what it wants from you um i mean it's a game with faults um it's it's very slow paced uh and but that's that's a plus to some people some it won't be um but i the presentation is top notch uh the yeah. story it tells is great and i think it does um enough to make for a satisfying conclusion also um personally i there are some things i am wondering how they work or, or why this happened or, or or things like that um but at the same time, I, I don't feel like it just kind of left me left me in the dark either. I, I think it gave me a little something to work with. And fortunately, it, it's like most of these games we play. There's a pretty active community that, you know, has, has ex 
explore the details of this and talk about it and offer their own kind of speculation. So that it does make for something interesting to do once you've once you finish the game. I always love that. Um, same reason people might listen to this is just to you know listen to our own speculation about it. And I, I do implore people go out there and read some of the things people have have put down also because there are so many viewpoints. And so many opinions. Um, and, and I think with this game, it's a very individualized experience also. Some people might think that, you know, what the what the pattern did is, is wrong. Um, and it's hard to say if the ultimate goal is, you know, happiness with the, the one person you're supposed to be with. That's, that's tremendous. Um, but what about the other people kind of involved in your life? Um, you know, yes, you're with your your partner for good, but what about close family? You know, what about um, all right, I'm with my wife. What about my child or things like that? If if it's just a one to one, um, it it's something that I guess it, it's a happy ending of sorts. Um, but you could definitely kind of kind of dig in and find real real kind of problems with it. It's it's not a perfect solution, I don't think that the pattern has, but I think it was something done with good intentions in mind. Hmm. I, I really appreciate your letting me host this one, Ed. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful game and makes me want to go to England even more mm. than I already do. <laughs> that's it. Get some fish and chips. That's, mm -hmm. that. that's it. Go down to the pub. Well, everybody, that has been it. Everybody's gone to the rapture. Um, we're going to do quick plugs. Billy, where can we find you? You can find me and the other fellas I do my thing with on the Retrovaniacs podcast. Uh, you can find us just about everywhere. There are podcasts which are more places. That they're popping up left and right. Um, but if a podcast is hosted on there, you can find Retrovaniacs. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, same handle, Retrovaniacs. Um, you can find us on Twitch. I am attempting to get on there more and more, but we got another fella that is old Jeremy P. from the podcast. Um, he is on there daily, just about, uh, at Retrovaniacs. And if you can't remember that for whatever reason, you can just head over to Retrovania.net. Uh, that's just kind of our, our front page. It has a form if you want to get in touch with us from everything to just say, hey, to recommend the game, anything like that. And it has all the all the kind of pertinent links to, to all of our things. All right. So that's where can we find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Fairy Crypt. I do have to approve you on Instagram because there are a lot of weird bots and <laughs> people who try yes. to... I'm not, it's not public anymore. Twitter is public, though. And I'm also with another Zelda podcast. I'm mm -hmm. also with Boss Rush Games, and I, I bother Ed all the time. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait for your movie. We'll talk about that later. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check out uh, talk more episodes of Talk of the Walk here on Bosch Rush Games. Check out Nintendo Power Block. Um, check out uh, WeCap, Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, and other podcast apps here on Bosch Rush Games. Now, everybody, we got two games coming up for Talk the Walk. The first mm. one is Gree. G-R-I-S. You can find mm -hmm. that on Switch, Steam, and on PlayStation 4. That's going to be our next episode. But we also got another one ready to go. 
So get your coffee because everybody, we are <laughs> discussing coffee talk. You mm-hmm. guys can find this on Xbox One. I believe it's on uh, PlayStation. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, it is. It is on Switch and it mm-hmm. is on PC. So you guys, I do recommend you guys to go play coffee talk and play agree because we got some good discussions definitely when we come yes. to coffee talk uh because all what i can say is you want to get some a cup of coffee and join us for that discussion or oh, you're gonna love agree trust me you're going to love agree but coffee talk yeah you're going to want to get your coffee uh for that one with that everybody have a great week and have a great weekend and if you're gonna go walking make sure you talk about it and if not talk about the walk when you can with that everybody we'll see you later bye everybody